be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the base. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Well, Kia ora and hello to wherever you are around the world. Welcome to Beyond the Dugout. This is episode number 27. I'm Jason Gerbys, a.k.a. Chopper. Great to have you along with us. Joining us, as ever, it's the guy, the one guy, Damien Collins. If I'm the guy, now nah, you're the guy. We're the guys. Thank you, mate. Kia ora, everyone. I hope you're well and happy on this beautiful day in spring, wherever you are. Dude, it is. I'll tell you what, we're in Wellington today, and it is beautiful down here. They say Wellington on a perfect day cannot be beaten. And I, look, I agree. Yeah, well, you're an upper metropolis, mate, so it's uh, even better. <laughs> okay. Don't go dividing Wellington in half now. Come on. Come on. Stay together. I've never done that before. <laughs> uh, but it is a beautiful day. I hope it's nice where you are, too. Great to have you along. Uh, it, we've got a action-packed um, podcast here this evening uh, for you to join us. But firstly, dude, um, last week, Wally, Craig Wallace. Dude, how cool was it to have him in the pod? Yeah, it was great to have uh, Wally around and just chill and take our time. Um, I always love those ones where we get to like get to know them a bit before we actually get to know them a bit more. Yeah. And um, yeah, we had a good run with Poly- uh, with Wally. Um, um, I remember saying at one time when we finished, it was quarter past quarter past eleven at night, and I might have dropped the forty five minutes until my birthday. And then an hour later, we were still talking shit on the couch. I loved it. Hadn't even moved off the couch. (laughs) No, we hadn't even moved. So, yeah, we had him a good four hours. We um, got to dissect him on the pod for two. But, um, yeah, hell of a guy, and he's doing great things, even though he stole most of my place. (laughs) Okay. Wow, that took like one minute and 30 seconds to get it out of you. Well, I didn't say it on the pod last week. Yeah. To be be fair, he's got my son this week, man. He came down on uh, Sunday night, and young fellow... Wally's got a, a boy, Zara, the same age as JP, and they're like, uh, oh, man, can we, uh, I want to go hang out with him. So sweet. Okay. And they're like, well, can you drop me off when we get there? Oh, we're coming late. No, man, it's too late. So no, it's okay. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. And when are you, you know, coming back? And he's like, I'm not too sure. I knew it would be Friday. Today is Friday, man. I have not seen the kid. I seen him once the whole week. So that was last night. They popped in. So that was kind of cool. But uh, good on him. And, you know, that's what mates are for, bud. Go Absolutely. Do your own thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's been training and stuff. And Yeah, it's been a busy week for the Kirby's, uh in Wellington, mate. We've yeah. got a, a possible transfer. We've got a under a, under 13 um, running rings around my team, which was good, helping out. Um, yeah, no, it was good to have you guys in the 04, for sure. It is. I mean, that's a great thing with softball, isn't it? Or any sport, to be fair, dude, is um, it's a chance to get in amongst it. And uh, and the, uh, my kids enjoy it. I enjoy it. And, um, you know, we enjoy doing what we're doing right now with the podcast, you know, bud. So. One more day, mate. And so I know I dropped out the 26 or whatever it was for weeks trying to do our half year, but 16th of May, mate, tomorrow. Six months. Boom. Six months. There you go. Yeah. 
If only I get to play softball tomorrow, I I'll love, be happy. I, lo- I love it how you like that first girlfriend that like remembers every anniversary date. This is our um, fifty-two week anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a year? Oh, oh my yeah, God. idiot! <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, dude, uh, MLB boy, postseason is heating up. It has been good, man. I, I, you know, I don't want to say anything about Houston, so maybe I just won't. Yeah, I just do they do it. they even deserve your breath, mate? Fair enough. You know, um, you keep me informed. You keep me. I I, I feed off your passion, but yeah, I must admit, even um, catching the games on on ESPN and um, even what the 14, 14 innings bump Red Sox game the other day. So it does a eh? postseason in any sport really pulls you in, regardless. It it, it did, but and Wally's team, Atlanta Braves, they go down in the first matchup against Milwaukee. Then win three in a row. Damn. So Wally's happy right now. They're awaiting, of course, the winner of tonight's matchup between the Dodgers and San Francisco, dude. Uh, those two teams, best record in baseball this year. Arguably, probably the World Series final right there, right? It's tonight. Uh, and only one of these teams can go forward. I'd love it for me my Dodgers, but, dude, San Francisco's been just a click better all year. And, you know... I gotta say, I think it's probably gonna be them. Yeah, well, mate, uh, I don't know anything about them to be honest, but I uh, have been have been watching. Um, we, you made a comment; it should be the World Series. Now, um, I, just to divert a little bit, uh, I always find that funny that the World Series, you know, and it's just an American sport. But <laughs> in basketball, you've got the East and the West, but yeah. sometimes the two best are from the West, and that should be the final. Yeah. Would you would you ever see a tiered system, a, a seating system, or has, you know traditions are the league versus league kind of thing? Yeah, I um, I don't think they could do it any other way. To be honest with you, I think it it is what it is. There are two different like everyone because they they have their own little rules as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, everyone who doesn't follow Major League Baseball just think it's it's one competition, right? It's, it's not you get to the final <laughs> World Series, but it's actually two separate competitions. Mm. Even though they play against each other in the two separate competitions all year long, um, but you've got to find win that route to get to the yeah to the to the call it the grand the final, show. but the World Series of one nation. <laughs> no, just joking because they're they international players all three every team. Of course, so, of course, yeah. yeah. G- let them call it what they want. All right, fair enough. Yeah, um, but now it should be good. Uh, Two p.m. Friday is uh, San Francisco and LA Dodgers. And, you know, dude, all I can say is it's time for Dodger baseball. So I can't wait. Good luck, mate. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, other big news this week, dude, he did it again. Tyson Fury. <laughs> oh, my right. God. Like, to be the honest Gypsy with you, King. man, that guy. Mm. Wow, that guy. He's. You see this in elite athletes, man. It's the determination inside them. That wins, right? Because mm. you look at him. I know he's tall, <laughs> but he don't look like an he athlete. He don't look right? like an athlete, no. no. Dante White look like he's, nah, I'm going to eat you up. Chiseled out of stone, eh? And then <laughs> the Gypsy King. But uh, 11 rounds, though. Yeah. Solid, solid um, match, yeah. And they're calling it one of the great fights. Yeah. I'm not too sure if it's the greatest of all, because I don't think that gets that billing, but... Um, but one of the good ones, yeah. that's for sure. And that's the cool thing about heavyweights, man. Like, don't get me wrong, all the other weight divisions are good too, but heavyweight boxing is the one, man. That's where the big punches mm. are. That's where, you know, it's the real deal in my mind. So, uh, yeah, Tyson Fury, man. 
Saw uh, Joseph Parker in the post-match photo. He must have been there with his boy Tyson. So um, being in those circles, eh, he'd have to have to get a sniff at something sooner than later. Yeah, I, I did see a little oh, article. There was no drug uh, in Tondra there either. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a little thing about um, about Parker and the and then and the uh, green eyed kid from New Zealand. Yeah, whatever his name was, David Nakura, nah. something like that. Yep. Um, and they're gonna uh, they they was gonna be on the undercard to Parker's next fight. Don't even know who Parker's fighting. Mm. To be fair, Parker's career is done. So yeah. Um, yeah. He's just on the, I've got to make some money before I, I can't fight anymore type thing. At least own those middle cards, eh? Yeah. If you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we're now we're on the on the thing of fighters. Uh, what do you think of uh, most of the UFC boys packing up and uh, going over to the UFC because of the rigmarole to get home at the moment? Yeah. 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 Well, actually, you're right, man. And I was kind of mentioned that this morning when I came around here. I saw a... Um, Post from Portia Woodman. Mm. They were leaving the sevens team, going to some event uh, type thing. Great lady, going, well, I'm jealous. Uh, flying out of out of New Zealand, but um, yeah, understandably, man. Like obviously, the sevens can get back in, but mm. you know, some athletes struggle to get back in. Mm. And uh, um, man, you got a livelihood too, bro. You, you don't get paid for sitting on your butt not performing at your sport, right? Um, mm. Or participating in it. So um, you got to do what you got to do. I just. I can't understand how there can't be a way that they, well, let's be honest, they'll be making bank over there. Couldn't, I don't see it reasonable to just let them go and self-isolate in their mansions in mm. Waiheke or something, kind of, you know? Yeah. But stay away from Sir Peter, please. That <coughs> <laughs> That's coming anyway, eh? the self-isolation. Yeah. Um, that's part One of, of the self-isolation yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see when that starts. Mm. Uh, and I know... Especially for all those people, all the lovely Kiwis, uh, especially that are overseas that are trying to come back and they can't get a, a spot in the MIQ. Um, when the self isolation starts up, for those that are double vaxxed or whatever the case mm. is, um, it's going to be great and great for them. They can come home freely. They can visit, you know, their mum or dad or grandparents or birthday or whatever the case is, or just hit Milford Beach, whatever it is they fancy. So, yeah, yeah, be, uh, look forward for them uh, coming back vaccinated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about that, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget uh, tomorrow is. What is it called? Vaccination Day? <laughs> Vaxathlon or something? I don't know. Vaxathon. <laughs> Vaxathon. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Vaccination Saturday. I don't know, man. But yeah. Apparently. Get a 20 get piece and a, and a shot. <laughs> or a free bikini wax. About time you started yeah. thinking that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it is great, man. Like if you haven't been vaccinated, I know um, there is some opposition to it, but dude, please mm. get a shot. Mm. Not just for you, but for everyone else. Uh, and so we can get back to some normality. You know, I, I've been lucky, uh, Damien, as you know, I've been out of Auckland now about four weeks. But, you know, I, I speak to my friends back there all the time, daily. Mm. And, uh, you know, and some of those conversations are not pleasant. And, um, you know, I feel, I really, really feel for them. So mm. it is tough, man, when you're in that long period. And I know overseas have done it longer than us much longer and they would be going through those things as well and we saw only a couple of weeks ago there were riots in melbourne around the construction industry and stuff like that you know but it's part of the course man you you, you got to get done mm. and and um i know no one likes to be told what to do i i'm one of those people but i'm also an intelligent person too man and uh if i want my economy to keep on rolling uh i want the freedom i see bali just opened up no one's going to go there right now 
Uh, mm. But, you know, they've just opened up. But I want to go on vacation to Bali, you know? Mm. Yeah, I want to lie on the beach. I know no one wants to see me lie on the beach, but I want to do that. And uh, and that's kind of going to be part of it, right? I want to commentate World Cups around the world. Absolutely. You know, there's one coming up in December and – in Peru, mm. uh, you know, I would love to go to that if not the next one or whatever the case is. And um, but being fully vaccinated, which I am already, have been for ages now, mm. um, you know, is part part of it. You know, looking after yourself and looking after those that you're travelling to see. Mm. Yeah, I know. I've I've got a few anti-vaxxer friends, and they're actually my close friends, but they're idiots. But uh, no. yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion, eh? but er, absolutely. But for me, you know, it's about the next person. Um, it's it's I work in education, so yeah. you know, it's, it's being around all that. And to I'll be completely honest, I have put so much shit in my body over the years. Who gives it? I don't give a flying fuck what it, what's in it, to be honest with you. They'll, ch- they'll turn on the GPS, which is already in your phone, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you did right, bud. You did right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Go get vaxxed. Go get vaxxed. Tomorrow's the day, Saturday, here in New Zealand, up and down the country. There are walk-in clinics mm. everywhere. Mm. Just drive around town until you find one and just, like, drive on it. Or Google it. Mm. Or even better, just just get there. Mm. Get there. Got my second one next week. Hopefully I'm busy playing supper tomorrow and not crying because of the weather like last Saturday. Oh, yeah. No, it'll be fine tomorrow. Better it'll be, be mate. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to play in Hawks Bay tomorrow. Good man. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad place, I guess. Yeah. Fantastic. And all my all I'm in Johnsonville. <laughs> all, our, all our friends in, uh, in Auckland, well, then, you know, not, not long now. Yeah. Not long now. Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. No, that sounds cool. Oh, uh, enough on the vaccinations because we are working pretty hard around those sides. But, of course, <laughs> let's get on to this week's episode, uh, dude. Um, we talked about having him on for a while, um, and but really was kind of waiting for the right time Yeah. Um, because it's not very often you get the head coach of a national team uh, uh, as a guest. And uh, even though we've had him a couple of times in snippets of other things, um, but I think the timing was right with what's happening with their program. So Roman Gabriel uh, tonight uh, on Beyond the Dugout, mate, he is a storied career himself. Uh, was he elite, best in the world? No. But was he a competitor at that level around the world? 100%, without a doubt, one of the best teammates you could ever have, a, but also a real thinker of the game. His passion for the game is second to none, and man, he's going to be a treat tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that and that setup, I I think I got hold of him on my old radio show pretty quickly, and it was you know, and then the world changed, and uh, crazy crazy times to be an international coach and a new international coach. But um, he he's um also another humble guy that uh you know spoke to us with you know rosy cheeks because he was so passionate about what he was talking about and and also you know the nerves because he's passionate about what he's talking about and and yeah another one of those first on the list when we started this our list of what 100 or something it was uh, but um yeah uh, uh, obviously one of the ones I would have loved to have done in person but uh you know it was it was time and and zoom's just as good so yeah great great to have Ro on the show Dude, just a little quick story about Roman. Um, straight after the grand final in 2004, World Cup in Christchurch, um, we'd done the hucker and things. 
then they did a parade around the field. Then they went into their dugout, and I was like, now's the time. I'd got this ball. I told you the story about getting the ball off mm. the umpire. Kind of stole it, basically. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I was like, now's the time to take it and get them to sign it. Like right there, I'd be the first one to get them signed, right? So I did. I went into the dugout. You fanboy. Yeah. While they were there, <laughs> and um, and got them, and I was like, "You guys are world champions." And Roman goes to me, "Sad again. You guys are world champions." And he goes, "We'll fuss up, we'll fuss up, we'll fuss up." I always remember that. So he was always a character man, uh, without a doubt. Awesome. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing um, what he can do with the um, Sky Sport White Sox team outside of COVID. Mm. Um, because you know, very very tough for any national team coach uh, right now. Um, I mean, he had a, he had a bit, a little bit before COVID hit, yeah. uh, but now now um, once we get past this one, uh, be inter- just really interesting to see what he can build because he's building long term, not short term, and he's and that's his that's him to a team man. He's a long term visionary game guy, not short term bubble. Love it. Yeah, very cool. Let's get to it, mate. Absolutely. Let's go. Well, we're so lucky this week. It is the head coach of the Sky Sports Gold White Sox with us here, Raymond Gabriel. What hasn't he done? You're about to find out over the next hour and a half. A world title on home soil in 2004, and with Auckland, so, so many national titles. Kia ora, Ro, Kia ora, Roman, and welcome to Beyond the Dugout. Kia ora, Talofa. Thanks for having me here, boys. You, you make me sound pretty good there, Chopper. <laughs> That's huh. nice. He, do, he does a good intro, for sure. But, mate, you've done it all, so thank you for coming and share. Uh, thanks for having me. It's um, it's a pleasure. Not, you know, I've been listening to the to all the previous guests, and I was, it's, it's been pretty cool to listen to. So hopefully we can add some value here tonight. <laughs> I think we can. Re- re- returning... Special guest. Yeah, exactly. Special guest. Yeah, about time he got his own slot, right? Yeah, about absolutely. About time he got his own slot. Uh, Ro, let's uh, start from the beginning, uh, my friend. No hair queer, because where are you from? Yeah, yeah. Um, kia ora, tōro for lava. Uh, yes, us. Yeah, o nuu, um, o e vanima, Samoa, uh, Thaki, Greece, ma okalani nusela. Um, o lo'u tina Anita, o lo'u tama Arthur, o lo'u tuifafini Enfia ma Francine, o lo'u tualua o Kalala, o lo'u whanau Lakita Rose, Arthur ma Tilisia. So yeah, yeah, but um, well, uh, thanks for having me, man. Talofa. Yeah, so I'm um. Born and bred Pointshev boy in Auckland. Um, lived here pretty much all my life with a, a, a couple of stints, um, or one stint overseas. And I think when I was between seven and 10, we moved down to New Plymouth uh, for three years. Um, my dad had to go down there to open up um, his, the company's um, an office down there. So we moved down there for a little bit. Um, my mum is um, Samoan and, and her family's from the village of Philema. Uh, my dad has Greek heritage, and he's from the village of Athaki. Um, but I'm uh, yeah, pretty much a Kiwi boy, uh, born and bred Auckland. I uh, met my wife, um, Kalala, um, uh, during school. Um, and when you were old enough and um, we were allowed to be together, 
I think the first four years we were undercover, um, <laughs> hiding from our parents. <laughs> so hopefully the in-laws aren't listening to this. <laughs> Hope they're not listening to this. Um, but yeah, once we were old enough, um, moved out south and lived out there for, I think, about eight years um, with Kalala out Flatbush. We bought a house out there. And then we moved to Papatoi, Papatoi Toi, and then we um, end up selling that house and um, moving over, lived the dream over in the Gold Coast for three years. Um, and then um, after three years, we decided, oh, we better get back home and get the kids with the grandparents, why they can be grandparents. Um, and we've been back seven years, and we, when we came back, we moved back to the hood, back to Point Chef, um, where my roots are and where I feel comfortable. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was good to come home. And um, yeah, it's been um, so. Yeah, Point Chef, born and bred. Um, yeah, so nice. That's, nice. That's where I'm from. Couple yeah. of th- couple of things out of that, Damon. He calls it the hood. Point Chef. I think the cheapest house is like five million dollars. <laughs> it's the first time I've yeah, ever well, heard Point Chef called the hood. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you yeah, make well, it, eh, Rogan? That's what you make it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot since I was um, uh, younger. It was uh, you know we used to knock around at Walker Park with. Um, Few of my good mates growing up. It was a it's a league it's a league it's a league little suburb. Aye. So um, yeah, we used to play uh, football up there. And we used to actually, to be honest, I'll tell a quick story if I'm allowed. Yeah, of course. Um, every uh, every state of origin, um, we used to call it the state of islands. <laughs> um, we used to get we get together all the Samoan and Tongans would join and make a team, and then the Maori boys will make a team. Um, and we used to smash each other on a Wednesday just before the state of origin and have proper fights <laughs> like they did and <laughs> for long, for long games. I've got scars from my, you know, we would have been uh, 13, 14 trying to beat each other up. Um, and you had the likes of, you know, Stacey Jones was in there, his twin brothers, Jamie and Jason. Um, thankfully we all played for Samoa and, and, and Auckland for a long time. So all those guys came through. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty cool thing to be a part of of those guys throwing up in Punchiev and sneak down the Punchiev Pirates Club pretending you're 18 when you're only 15 um, <laughs> you know having having being kids being kids so um, oh, I thought it was a good suburb to grow up and then nice. you know you get to go to school and we went to school at St. Paul's and Grey Lynn which um, still got fond memories of so that's a rugby yeah. league school too eh yeah yeah big rugby league school big rugby league school hard yeah. Oh, now, um, you talk about Point Chev and obviously a very uh, good rugby league club. H- however, there's a, a mate of yours here, Daniel Caddy, um, put a post today saying you won the Shaman Cup uh, for Richmond Bulldogs. How did that go down? Yeah, yeah I think that was 97 or 98. We'd, um, and you were yeah, a so centre? Well, I, I didn't start off at, yeah, I ended up centre. Oh. Um, yeah, it was my first year back playing league. For a long time, I, I took a stint playing rugby. Um, uh, so, yeah, so when I was younger, I played um, league all through the grades. And then when I got to school, we ended up playing first 15 rugby. Um, and then after school, um, the softball got a little bit serious. And then I went back to rugby and played for Marist Senior Rugby uh, for a few years. Um, and then um, I was working at New Zealand Customs. And one of my colleagues there, Andrew Brown, he was the coach of Richmond. Bulldogs, and he told me come and have a crack, and um, I said, "Oh yeah, that should be fun." Or I'll come and play standoff, yeah. stay out of trouble, yeah, hide on the you know just inside a winger and just keep out of trouble. So I 
so I went down there and, and had a pretty good preseason. And then um, they they started me off standoff. And then uh, a guy uh, Matthew Tusamoa, who's a legend in Auckland rugby uh, rugby league, and he's in Australia at the moment and doing mm. good things with the Samoan Queensland team over there. Um, he turns up and he's a legend of Richmond um, club, and he went straight back into standoff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he missed all preseason, and you know he just rocks up loyalty. Yeah, uh, his royalty just walks up and goes straight to standoff. And um, I said, oh, I'll, I'll be sitting on the bench here for the rest of the season, waiting for my turn. Yeah. Um, and they pushed me out to centre. And I was going, what? <laughs> Have you seen the size of me and the size <laughs> of him? I'm, you know, I should be. So yeah, they put me centre, and I um, they put a big second rower um, by uh, inside me to look after me all year. So, nice. so it was a good fun. And yeah, we went up, ended up winning. The Shaman Cup, which I think is one down from the Fox. Yeah, yeah, hi. um, yeah, yeah. It was a good season. Um, we weren't supposed to win it. Um, Hibiscus coached, coached by Bluey at oh, that yeah. time. Yeah, uh, McLennan. Yeah, yeah. They had twenty four points on us. They beat us all year. Um, and then we got um twenty four points in the first half in the final. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And then we ended up winning twenty four twenty two maybe. Oh. so we just held on for the. For 40 minutes is held on. Dang. So, um, but yeah, Daniel was part of that team and he was amazing, man. He was awesome back there, fullback, um, for us. And, um, yeah, I had one year stint there and then the, then the softball got a bit serious again. So I had to bail on it. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it was good fun. Cause I've got a serious question here with your Samoan heritage and on your dad's side with the Greek, uh, god heritage, how come you don't look like Jason Mamoa? <laughs> wow, coming from you. Hey, I'm just <laughs> you haven't seen me with my top off chopper. I look like a man. Does explain the uh, eyebrows though. I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a clue. Um my dad's a little was a little fellow and, and um yeah. Yeah, no, I mean my, my mum I don't people mistake my mum for Kalala's mum because she yeah. don't if I can say she's pretty dark, man, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not even near it. So um, they always think I'm adopted or something, but she's definitely my mum. <laughs> um, uh, Ro, um, softball. We're gonna uh, tell us a bit of how you got the start in the game. Um, but before I do, man, uh, I, I've known you for quite a long time, and I've seen a lot of what you've done, not just as a player, but as a coach and and as a mentor around the game. Bro, what does softball mean to you? Oh, Chop, man, um, I don't know if I have, um, if, you know, it's, it's um, uh, you know, everyone says it's everything and, and, it's, and, it's, and but I, I think it's, it's part of my life. It's, it's, you know, you live it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know, I try to do, I, oh, so, I try to get away from it because I couldn't say no to anything and it was getting a bit stressful. And so we ended up moving countries to get away from it. <laughs> um, and within three months, I'm joining a Brisbane Giants team that's full of Kiwis and, and I'm back playing softball, um, you know, within three to six months. Cause that's, it was, it's part of me, you know? So um, yeah, I've, I don't, I don't know if life will be, softball will be there forever and, you know, and even when I can't coach or can't play, um, I'm a, I'm a softball guy. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a softball man. So, yeah, that's it's pretty special to me. Chopping, I've had some good memories along the way. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've achieved a lot uh, personally, um, but I I've enjoyed 
enjoyed doing it and I'm still enjoying doing it. So for me, that's the main thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I've played with a lot of uh, players that have achieved so much and you just sit back and, and awe and, um, you know, I don't, I don't mind watching them, <laughs> you know, be, be the superstars they are. Um, I enjoy watching them and, you know, I play my part where I can. But, um, yeah, it's, it means a lot top yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the one thing I could pass on because from a lot of people that I've spoken to is uh, go pretty hard to go past an, uh, another better teammate uh, in yourself. And it takes a whole village, bro, to, to grow a warrior. And, and you're definitely one of the ones that grow warriors uh, all the time. Because start for softball, where did that come for you? Yeah, so I actually had my first game when we lived in New Plymouth um, when I was seven years old um, for for my primary school, uh, Maryland's um, primary school down there, and my mum was my coach. Um, so, yeah, I hadn't played up in Auckland until then, and, and I don't remember mum and them playing here, but, you know, I go back to Mara's club and, and they're um, – their photos are everywhere, yeah. mum and dad and, and at the Maris Club. And, and um, I must have been at the ballpark, but I, you know, I'm 47 years old now. I'm posting <laughs> on the other side. So yeah. I can't remember running around that Maris um, when they were playing. Yeah. But I do remember um, watching dad play in New Plymouth um, for railways. And um, he ended up um, playing with um, Dave Alger, who's, you know, oh, yeah. Heavily involved with the yeah. junior program now. Oh. So um, when he came on board, I said, oh, I recognize that name and that face and, and remember him. And I, I'm pretty sure, and Jazza might put me wrong here, but I'm pretty sure he played against Jazza's dad. Um, he played, um, and I remember the Martins down there and, and, and Bull, and they played for Waitara. Um, and I remember them playing against dad down there. So I remember the ballpark when I was a junior down at New Plymouth until mm. I was about 10, and I played. For the for primary school till then, and then when I came when we came back to Auckland, my gra- grandmother was coaching a Maris under twelves, um, and that was halfway through the season when we came back, and we lived in Point Chev. Mm-hmm. Maris was out at Liston Park at that time, out in Ellerslie. Yeah. Um, and my grandma wanted me to play, but my mum said we're not driving out to Ellerslie from Point Chev every Tuesday, Thursday. You mm-hmm. can't play. Um, but my grandmother pulled some strings and said, "No, you." You're my grandson. You don't need to train. You just turn up on a Saturday for, for half the season. So that's oh, sweet. So I ended up playing half a season for that for that team. Um, and then um, the very next year, we we um, uh, mum put me into Metro um, under 13s at Metro um, with the Forsyths. Um, Joe Forsyth was our coach back then with his um, sons, uh, my cousins uh, Dave and Pete. All my cousins were there. Um, Playing um, Brad, yeah, just pretty much a family team. Gus was there, but Gus was in the Gus Ledger was in the. They had two under thirteen teams, I think, all the way up to fifteens or sixteens, yeah. and Gus was always in the A team. Yeah, and me and my cousins were all in the B team, and my dad <laughs> even coached that. My dad ended up coaching the A team. He wouldn't want to coach me. <laughs> so, come on, man. Um, so then, um, yeah, and then Eddie took us away from Metro. Eddie Kalesi, yeah. um grabbed a whole bunch of us from Metro and took us to Maris and we trained at St. Paul's, mm. um, you know, with Gus Ledger, the twins, oh, sorry, the twins were with us at Metro, um, Haoni and Patty. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Ed came along and because my, our families were at Marist with his, my dad and his dad were very, yeah. very tight. Yeah. Um, 
and my his mum and my mum were real tight. So he said, "No, you embarrass people. You need to come." Yeah. <laughs> so he made a team in, in Central for us that we could train Central rather than going out to Ellerslie. Nice. Um, and we had Jeremy Stanley was in there, Gus Ledger, the yep. twins, yep. Um, uh, me, the, uh, the Forsyth boys, um, heaps of others. Yeah, real good team. And but we come up against Donny Hale and Dwayne Gerard and at May Road at uh, Eden Eden. You know, Roscoe. Yeah. We had things long goes with them and we win one, they win one. It was, it was a battle against those teams. So, yeah, I grew up in, I mean, now, you know, in hindsight, you know, some really good players that end up being, you know, best in the world kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah pretty fortunate. So that was my junior stuff. Chop, yeah. Well, when you talk about those players going on to international um, recognition within softball, but also other codes, rugby. Uh, you know, you talk about the Stanley, Stanley yeah. uh, and and co. Um, what do you think that was? Why why they did so well? Yeah, or all of you? Yeah, I, I think um, to be honest, I think Chris and um, Chris and Ed Kalassi, um drove some competitiveness in us. Really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, they were hard. Like their dad, Eric was one of the hardest men I, I, I've ever met. Um, but it was just because you just wanted to win. Yeah. It's just all about winning and you'll do whatever you take to win. But not, not very technical. Old mm. Eric wasn't uh, technical. He was just, you know, you better harden up and play good or, or else. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that grew onto Ed and, and um, not so much Chris, but onto Ed style. And, and Chris had a good balance with, um, you know, um, with us at 16-year-old boys, had a really good balance about how to uh, how to win, but win properly, yeah. and how to know the game. So they really taught us pretty much the mental side of it more than the um, physical and school side. And I think that, and honestly, that's probably helped. Especially Gus and um, Jeremy. Um, you know, they end up playing for their countries and um, in rugby, yeah. um, which is pretty hard feat to do. Um, and I think you know that grounding that. You know, they, I mean, I can't speak for them, but I, I think that grounding they got from the Kalassis, um when we were, we were 15, 16-year-old um, uh, probably helped them along the way getting achieving what they did in, in rugby. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty amazing what they did. Because <laughs> as you look back, before you get to the uh, adult competition, as you look back those uh, junior grades and rep tournaments and things like that, whether it be club sides or, or, or Auckland Sides. What are some of the the memories or fond memories that uh, that comes to mind? Uh, I think we talked about it um, uh, earlier. The, was meeting Donny. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when I came back from the Plymouth? Um, you know, just picking up a ball at a ballpark, and then now we're still tight as. Um, you know, we spent one day at a ballpark throwing a ball back together, not even knowing each other's names. Um, and then next minute we're playing against each other in juniors, and then. Um, we make we're playing in teams together, and now we're coaching together. So that journey with him is probably um, you know really uh, memorable, and 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 I'm thankful for that for that friendship that I have with him. But I I think as the juniors, I, I'm just um, grateful that um, you know I got to play with some of those guys when they were when they were raw, um, you know when they were just normal. Well, not the old, the normal now, but yeah. you know when they were just kids, you know we were and we were mates and we just had fun and we smashed the ball and we gave each other crap and um, you know and that's where you you know you find who they really are and then you know as you get 
good at something, you know, some uh, barriers get in the way and um, you, you find your own little feet about being what kind of player you are. Mm-hmm. But I think, I, yeah, the most thing I remember is that, you know, I played with them when they were, when we were just kids and we were raw and um, we just had fun. So all the serious stuff happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, winning titles with Auckland and I guess, you know, as you mentioned, playing with some great players in your time, not just juniors but at at the uh, at the senior level, um, you know, what has that ride been like for you? Yeah, I um, – when I when I finally cracked the Auckland men's man, that was that was a really 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 good time for me, um, really really good. And I, we played, and you got to like I was I was with uh, the Maris team at that time that was pretty stacked. But then I got to play with you know some other players from United and Ramblers, um, and get a take on the game how they see it, mm. um, which I, I I really enjoyed, um, and, and I guess that kind of um, you know helped me with the coaching stuff is because you know one way is not always the right way um, and you need to adapt and you need to have, you know, understand all types of games to be able to coach because you, when you're coaching, especially reps stuff, you know, you're getting players from different brands of, of sport or yeah. of, of the, of softball. So that's why being in the Auckland, I learned heaps being in that Auckland team. Um, really, really did. Um, during the age groups, where I, I hardly ever made Auckland. I, I um, age groups, I, I always missed out, you know, like all, all, the, all those guys I was saying that, mm. you know, Gus and Jeremy and all them, they, they make under, under 13 for three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they make it, and I only make it when I'm old enough, like when I'm about my last year, I'll make under 13s and then, you know, they'll make under 16s for three years and then I come in the last year and same with 19s, you know, yeah. I only make each grade once. Right. Um, and that's how good they were back then. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's, you know, but, um, but yeah, Auckland. I, I I just learned so much playing for Auckland, and and, and you learn like for me because I, I came through a grade and I was a little bit younger than most of those guys, and um, and I, and I lucked out and I sat on the bench a bit and, and just but I just sit back and learn and, and watch and but you learn a bit more about being a man, not so much softball. It's like you learn, you know, how to have fun on and off the diamond and and be a man and grow up. You grow up pretty quick when you start getting into the rep stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, I found it really enjoyable. Eh? I, I, I wish everyone could could experience that because you get out of your comfort zone because it's not your club mates. Yeah. Um. You know, you're with guys who every Saturday you actually hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you actually, you know, you want to yeah Saturday you want to bash them, but you know on Sunday you got to go and play for Auckland with them. So, um, I think you learn a bit about yourself and you learn about them, and and I think it's a real it's an area where I wish everyone could play because. You learn so much and, and at rep stuff. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Nice, bro. Um, bro, you – I I asked you this question, and I couldn't wait to get to the to the Black Sox with you. I asked you this question one part of your career. I can't remember when it was exactly, but I asked you, would you – it was after you'd finished with the Sox, that's right. Would you consider playing for another country? And you were like straight away, no. Nah. No, nah, i got one country. Even though you've got heritage to to some more, uh, and that, but that was important to you. So I guess, bro, on that on that note, um, making the socks for the very first time, bro, what was that to you? Yeah, nineteen ninety five, bro. Um, I actually lucked out because I, I actually they were going on a South uh, North American tour, and I didn't I didn't um, make 
make that team. And then um, about a week before they left, um, Dion Nukunuku got crook, mm. um, like really crook, and he, and he couldn't go. So Mike Walsh rang me and said, do you want to jump on the plane and come with us, take a spot? And Nooks was my flatmate back then. I said, oh, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, dro- you dropped them so, off the warm power. They hadn't been yeah, refrigerated yeah. for two weeks. So that, that didn't work. That <laughs> didn't work the charm. Um, um, so I yeah, took my, you know, he was my best mate, and I, I yeah. took a spot um, for the first time. And if I'm honest, Chop, man, I can't remember that tour. I was overwhelmed and yeah. all. And me and Todd Wilson turned up. We were both late, late um, joining the camp. Gotcha. And we, it's my first time um, going overseas by myself because the last time I only been overseas was my, my grandmother actually took me to the 84 World Series in Michigan. Oh, yeah. To go watch. Wow. Yeah, we went over there. I was a 10-year-old boy and I went over there. She took me there and I watched them win that. Um, watched Eddie Kalassi. Um We went over there to watch Eddie. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, they won it and Ed threw his hat over the – over the fence to me after the final, put it on, and I, it was like down to my <laughs> neck because it's so big. Um, so that was the last time that I, that I had been to the states since since I was ten years old and um, ninety five. What was I? Twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and the first time I'd been overseas by myself, I was I was scared, man. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I was going to, and you know, you get to LA uh, airport, and it's fast. Like it's, I'm a little Kiwi boy from yeah. Auckland, and our airport, like our airport's big now, but back then it was, you know, yeah. two runways and two gates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one you had, you know, they, I don't even know what they're called, but uh, escalator things that on the ground that's going long ways, not up. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, eyes were open, and yeah, so it's pretty scary. And then, yeah, you get there, and there's Michael White and the team, and Chapton Roar, Dean Rice, and Freddie Wyatt, and I'm, I'm like, wow, what, what am I here? And Thomas Marquette, you know, he'd been there a year before, mm-hmm. um, and that was, that made me comfortable because you know we played juniors together, so it was comfortable having him there. But he was kind of like already one of the top notch guys <laughs> after one year being in the team, and yeah, I, I I was overwhelmed that tour, and and, and I can't, it just went, it just went so quick. Um, Bit of a blur. I can't remember how I played. Um, yeah, and then I, yeah. So that, uh, but I, when I when I got the call and told my mum, um, and then you you know you see your um, you know you tell your mum and um, and your dad and and you see their reactions, then you know it's a cool thing. Mm. Um, you know, like well, it means a lot to them. Um, and and probably back then it didn't hit me how. How uh, lucky I was yep. to 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 make that, um, and then you come back and you think, oh yeah, I sh-, you know the next year's the World Series in '96, and you don't make it. Then you realise how lucky you were to make it um, on that tour before, and, and then the kind of from then from '96, it kind of hit me that you got to work some, you got to work your butt off now to try and stay there. It's yep. easy to you got to stay there, you know. So um, that kind of um, that threw me back a bit in '96, yeah. I don't think I should have made it, but I, I, like hindsight, I don't think I should have made that 96 team, but um, I was a cocky young fella thinking that I should, you know. So, yeah. Um, it, it kind of cut up a little bit then, um, and then I made the next tour in 98, and that was 
bloody awesome. I was a little bit, I was growing up a bit, I had grown up and felt a bit more comfortable in the in the squad in '98. So, yeah, but yeah, tremendous feeling, top, tremendous feeling. Nice. Bro, you talk about um, you know, you're making last age groups. Uh, you know, your boy, your boys are making them for three years, and you're getting in the last one. But I mean, that's a pretty cool, special moment to be a part of, and and for an eighty to travel the world and be a part of. Or, see it live for the 84 so when did the when did the black Sox become a reality for you um well a dream and then a reality for you oh i think on that on that on that tour like um you know sitting in the stand and having hot dogs and <laughs> um watching a, a an inning a game go 14 innings in it i'm a 10 year old boy and i'm up, up at one o'clock at night uh this is awesome <laughs> you know, um, still engaged even awesome. wow yeah yeah <laughs> this is this is uh this is what i want to do so yeah i think that my, if my i don't know if my grandmother had not taken me on that trip uh, me and my um, older sister um i don't know whether the drive would have been there yeah. to to try trying to make uh, make the the socks um yeah but i was 10 years old man i still remember it it's cool and i you know Oh, well, I was a little punk, to be honest. I, I don't know how my grandmother survived with me over there. I, I ran away in San Francisco <laughs> from my sister. Yeah. It was, yeah, I was, I don't know. But I remember it was a fun trip for me, but Disneyland and all that stuff, it was cool. Yeah, but I ran away from them in San Francisco because um, my sister was, you know, being a sister, <laughs> making me angry. And um, I ended up going along the, um, what's a fisherman's wharf? And watching all the break dances. Oh, yeah. Dancing, by yourself. Yeah. By myself, man, for about two hours. <laughs> my grandmother and my sister trying to find me and crying. And oh, yeah, wow. I, I got a real fussy, a real someone hiding after that. <laughs> I think, guys, I bet you got the chance and everything. Yeah, yeah, hard out, hard out, yeah. hard out. Um, that was my first tour, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, that, that, so when you get to 2004 shortly, that's uh, that's probably my next question, man. With all the tours that you did with the Sox and all the camps that you did with the Sox, right, what, what's the things that stick out in your mind? If we leave 2004 out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think, the, for me, the, the brotherhood um, and the... And the um, just everyone on the same page. It, I've never like um, it's a really cool experience to have. You know, even at camps, you know, you go to camp and there's thirty guys there, but you're all on the same page. Mm. You you all want to do well. You all don't want to let each other down, even when you're doing the beep test. You know, like I hate the beep test. You know, what's that got to do with softball? But. <laughs> But it tests your brain and your mindset, and are you tough enough to be here? And you are you not going to give up? And then you're running, and you and you see, you know, you look to your right, look to your left, and there's 29 other guys doing the same thing, hating it, but not moaning, just doing it. Um, that's really cool vibe to be part of, like real good environment to be part of. And, yeah. and um, I never wanted to let that go. Eh? I I just I just felt like every, you know, I felt. Um, privilege to go on a North American tour, even if it's not a World Series. You know, go to Australia for three days with New Zealand, um, if it's not a World Series. You know, because um, yeah. it's just awesome to be part of, and you know, only few, only a few get to go to a World Series, and and that's different level. 
and I and I get that, and and that should be on its own. Mm, mm. But I've always believed um, if you get to a camp, that's special on its own. If you get invited to a camp, because you know there's so many good players out there, and and not everyone gets to go to a New Zealand camp. Yeah. So it should be treated with the respect and, and the um, I guess the pride, and, and and you go hard out when you're mm, there. Mm. Um, because you might only go to one camp. I mean, there's heaps of guys that I think, you know, should have made New Zealand, but they don't. Yeah. And, you know, from if you look at teams, it's you kind of say how good they are for the guys who missed out, really. That, that's my mindset. Um, you know, there's, yeah, you know, there's a few guys that I would think, wow, they, how did they not make a tour or, or not make the World Cup team? Because um, that's how... You know, that's how good it is or special it is. And I get it. It's one man's opinion in the end you yep. know, who select teams and stuff, and I get that part. Um, but it's like, man, someone had opinion for a couple of those other guys. You know, like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of them that – that's how. That's why I think it's, for me it's, it's been a privilege to be a part of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. I'm really lucky and, um, you know, grateful that I, I got to, to live, live, live the core values of, of that team. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I felt. I was pretty passionate about that team, um, Chop nice. <laughs> and Damon. I'm pretty passionate. So yeah, you, sure you can are. see, yeah. mate. You can yeah. see it. <laughs> well, that said, though, Roman Gabriel on tour is he the prankster? Is he the jokester? <laughs> or is he the don't talk to me, don't touch me, Matt Schuzer? Or is he? I got the guitar Joking. ready on the back seat of the bus. <laughs> I um. Oh, what am I? I think I've got a good balance, Chop. Yeah. Good balance. Um, I like to have fun, man. Um, you know, um, you can't be all seriousness, man. I, I like to have my fun, but I I understand where we're at while, while we're over on tour and what, what we're there to do. Um, so there's limits and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, hopefully I'm in control and I can, you know, call it quits when you need to call it quits. <laughs> but I like to have fun. I like to have a joke around. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to do some pranks. Um and all that stuff, because um, I think that's all part of the culture, all part of the fun, and brings some guys together. Some guys hate it, some guys love it. Yeah. Um, um, Is the guy who hates are, it the guy who's getting pranked? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't like, like for me. I don't mind getting pranked because I think it's, that's, yeah. that's you know. I try not to get pranked. Like that's my whole goal was to <laughs> keep an eye out and be Hawkeye and go, "What's going on?" But because yeah. um, I. You know, if someone's not trying to prank someone on tour, then it's a pretty boring tour. So um, that's that's my take on, on that stuff. But, yeah, I think i am kind of got a good balance. I think it can be serious when they need to be and, and have some fun when we need to be too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. There's a backup question to that, of course. What's the best prank you've ever seen <laughs> pulled off and what's your go-to prank? I'm going to say my prank was the best prank oh, I've ever done. Oh, Chopper. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Back so, yourself. Here we go. Yeah. I, I got fond memories of this one. This is, is on the 2004 Worlds, and um, we've got two gangs. Yeah. We've got two gangs. And, um, well, we'll elaborate what this gang thing is first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so on on um, every tour, they split the team in two, and um, and they uh, you get – that's your gang. So if you're on – on washing duty, then that gang will do washing duty. The other one will have a rest, and you swap over. Yeah. Um, if you have in-house competitions like mini Olympics, you go. Your gangs go at it. Yeah. Um, 
you have your own bus, your gang will have your own bus and your other, the other gang will have their own bus, um, all that kind of stuff, or vans. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of creates, um, I guess we're always looking for competition, yep. like to be competitive. So having two gangs straight away, it's competitive. Yeah. Um, whatever, you know, even doing dishes, man, we want to do the dishes the best, um, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So we had, we had two gangs and um, one night um, – um, my mate Fal, Ty Fal, yeah. he um, well, come back. This sounds like mischief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him and I were roomies, and um, yeah. I, so I sleep in the lounge. I, I can't sleep without a TV, so I I always choose the single bed out in the lounge um, and watch TV and try and sleep to that. And then Fal had come. I won't say where he he come back, and it was it was late. It yeah. was about um, eleven o'clock. 12 o'clock at night mm-hmm. so he'd come back and it's the night service the, you're talking about right the church night what's service. the night service yeah. the church yeah I'm the night you. you go get blessed yes at, um, yeah at the chapel amen <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back late so he comes back late and he um, comes in and um, he wakes me up and goes oh I said what he goes they've egged and flour our van oh. said, what are you talking about he goes those guys the other gang has egg and floured our van it's smothered in egg and flour. I said, oh. So I sat there for about 20 minutes, humming and harring. I couldn't sleep. And I said, nah, this not, they can't do this to us. So I said, Fowl, let's go. And he goes, what? He goes, I'm going to go get the keys. So I snuck on the window of the other room, grabbed the van key out of the boy snuck in there, grabbed the van key out. Yeah. And um, me and Fowl, um, it was about midnight by now, yeah. um, jumped in the van and took off down the road to the petrol station. And um, asked them if we can go through the car wash and wash our van. Yeah. And he goes, 12 o'clock at night. No, you can't. We can't turn it on. I said, mate, we're the New Zealand softball team. I'm like in my full tracks. New Zealand softball team. <laughs> we can't have a – we got a big game tomorrow. We can't turn up with the flour and eggs on our van. Oh, okay, then, just for you. So he turns it on for us, go through the car wash, get the squeezies out, clean it. Yeah. Immaculate. Nice. Like, there's no, no egg and flour on it. I go back into the picture station. You got some eggs? Yeah. Yep. You got some flour? Yep. Sweet. <laughs> so I brought up the flour. Yeah. We go back, um, park up our van, and then I, me and Fowler egging flouring their van. Yeah. Now, their van. And then we're on wake-up duty in the morning. So I go to my gang first and say, hey, don't say anything on our walk, but we've, we've switched. They've tried to egg and flour us. We've cleaned our one. And we're vegan flour theirs, but don't say anything. We'll just walk out and see their reaction. Okay, sweet. So I wake them up, and I, I'm waking them up, and they're all smiling at me like yeah. they've got us. <laughs> and I'm like, wake, 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 and they all got this big smile, and I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Didn't say anything. So we walk out, and we have to walk past the vans to go for our walk. Yeah. So we're on wake up duty and walk duty. And the sun is beating down, bushes, like coming up. <laughs> and so we walk past these vans, and they're all going, looking at the van, looking at their van, <laughs> looking at their van, and going, you see their faces are like, what the hell's going on? And then Jimmy Wana, who kind of been there when they flagged, um, yeah. flagged the flag, he walks out, and he's on their gang, and he goes, oh, are you guys colorblind? You got the wrong van. <laughs> <laughs> so we, had, we didn't say anything Kept walking And we walked Normally I walked like 15 minutes Yeah But I said nah We'll do 
half an hour walk. So we went for a half an hour walk, let the sun beam down <laughs> hard on these eggs, dry it all up. Yeah. We got back and we had to go straight to breakfast, so they weren't allowed to clean it then. <laughs> went, to, went to breakfast, you know, that's another half an hour, maybe an yeah. hour. Then they... Then we had to come back and we rest up and we get ready for the game. I think the games. I think we had an after, late afternoon game, but those guys were on trying to clean that van for about two and a half hours because <laughs> the egg was dry. Yeah, it was so good. So like me and Fal, like after we done it, me and Fal were like we put amped, we put amped. Eh? So yeah. we were having a couple of beers <laughs> to, to calm ourselves down <laughs> from doing it. But I, I thought that was a pretty cool prank and, and it. It was shocked them, and you know, we got one up on them, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, Roby, that leads us to 2004, man, and the lead up to 2004 um, and those couple of years before it or a year before it, obviously it's the selection for New Zealand and playing on home soil um, for the first time since back in the, back in the way day. Uh, was a big ticket item, bro. How was the pressure on you when you were trying to make that team against so many good players? Yeah, um, it was hard because I um I, I I missed out in two thousand and I I actually so ninety six I didn't make it in um um I could probably I probably shouldn't have made that team but two thousand I thought I I, I um. I was going to work hard after '96 to make the 2000, and I, and I didn't. I didn't make it, um, and I was I was hurt after that one. I, I was uh, gutted, and you know, you throw, you kick a few doors, and yeah. you throw throw some things out the window, and quitting. I'm quitting. I'm yeah. quitting. Yeah. Um, but my my old man had passed away the year before mm. in um, in '99, and so. I wanted to make the two thousand for him. Fair enough. Um, you know, you, you, you find a new, you find a new why. Mm. Um, and and before that, it was it was um, uh, wanting to prove people wrong. And then when Dad passed away, it was well, now nah, this is my new why. I'll, I'll I'll try and make a world series for him. Mm. Um, and I didn't do it in two thousand, so that really hurt. Um, so I was going to quit. Um, but then my, you know, my wife. Um, she she remind um, my wife to be. I hadn't had married it in two thousand. Um, she reminded me um, of my why, and just because you miss out once doesn't mean you can't keep going. You know, so I had four years to to get it right, basically. Um, so I worked my ass off. I asked a lot of questions um, of the you know asked um, players and coaches. You know, what do I need to do to make this team? And, and there's a few things that got told me what I need to do and I, I thought I took those off. Um, so so getting that getting that phone call in 2004, I, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm. Um, so much pressure from anybody else. There was, was a bit of self-pressure there and, and uh, I've learned since that you should get rid of that, that crap, eh? <laughs> yeah. There's um, this unnecessary pressure. Uh, I've learned. Um, but you know it takes time to learn it and, and get experience around that. Um, yeah. But at that time, man, I, 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 yeah, I, I said if, if I don't get this, man, it was the end of the world. Kind of that's the mindset I had, and yeah. it's probably the wrong mindset. Um, but lucky enough, I got the 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 call um, 
from the manager and not the coach. So mm. that's um, good a good sign. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the call from the coach, it's bad news. Yeah, um, yeah so um, meant the world to me, um, making that, that World Series team. And then, but, you know, then people, your family remind you, hey, that's only the beginning. You've got a lot of hard work. You've got to win it now. So yeah. um, you get grounded pretty quickly after the announcement. You know, you, you get celebrate and you have a big party and then um, back to business. So, mm. yeah, it was, it was awesome getting that phone call um, to make that team. Yeah. What were some of the things that you did uh, personally uh, to get yourself in shape or in international ready condition? Yeah, I, um, I did a lot of things on, on your own. Um, I, uh, I I teamed up with um, Dean Rice to get a bit stronger, and he's the strength and conditioning guy. Mm. Um, he, he was he was doing that stuff for you, so he he put me through some hard times um, in the gym because um, I, I I felt that I wasn't strong enough. So I, I um, that was a weakness of mine. So I needed to get a bit stronger. Um, so we did some gym work, which I had never done before, um, and someone. There's only really started the high performance stuff like late, um, like probably just leading into that 2004. But mm. from 2000, we didn't really have anything. So yeah. I, I, I um, jumped on Dean Rice to help me there. Um, I did a lot of sprint work to try and, you know, if I'm not going to be big, I've got to be quick. Um, so I did a lot of that stuff. But I mainly worked on, um, uh, as I said, school wise, I, I I really worked on my art of um, fielding um, to make sure I was the best defensive. Um, that I thought I was going to be the best defensive guy in the country. That was my goal. I, I, I wasn't. I hadn't uh, been too confident with the hitting side of the game, um, and I think there was some personal knockbacks that I that I got from a certain coaches that kind of you know play with your mind a little bit um, with the hitting, and, and it kind of knocked me around, and I, and I couldn't quite get the confidence in the batter's box. A little bit inconsistent. Mm. Um, not that I couldn't hit, um, just the consistency wasn't there. So I, I kind of, um, you know, you kind of run away from it a little bit and say, okay, well, I'm going to be the best fielder in the, in, in the country and, and see if that gets me a spot. And I don't mind coming in the bottom of the seventh and making those plays yeah. if need be. Um, you know, I'll play my part wherever it, wherever it can. Um, um, you know, obviously not giving up on the hitting. It's pretty, it's still important, but I, I kind of figured that's not why I'll make the team. Um, mm. In 2004, I won't make it because I'm a hitting. I'll, I'll make it because I'll, I'll be the defensive guy. So I really concentrate on, on that area of the game. And, and lucky enough, they, they wanted a defensive guy, I guess. Um, but get to the wheels, I actually went all right in the hitting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I was quite proud of myself. Yeah. If I'm honest, I was quite proud of myself. And um, yeah, um, this is probably, um, yeah, it's probably a pretty cool moment for me anyway. Nice. Talking about cool moment, bro. What a, from 2004, what were some of the highlights for you personally? Yeah, so um, from that World Series, man, just having the family there was massive. Um, you know, and there's a couple of footages I see. And I see my sisters and my sisters mm. in the crowd and, mm. and my wife's in the crowd and mum's up there and, um, you know, Heaps of heaps of special moments that week. I've I've never been in a team that hit so well for, you know, f- for two weeks. Yeah. Um. You know, one to, one to seventeen. Um. Less the pitches. Um. They weren't allowed to hit. Um. Mm. But we all we all hit. You know, even I hit. <laughs> so that, you know, I mean, I got I was uh, I tied the, 
uh, most uh, triples in a World Series that that um, thing. But, you know, I got. If I'm honest, I got, I got the midweek games. You know, the Philippines and the, <laughs> but you know, you still got to hit it. Yeah. Huh? Um. Yeah, still got to hit it. Um. So, just for me, I you know I I end up not playing from um, the quarter the quarterfinals on. Um. You know, me and me and Nate battled. All week, I think we were game on, game off. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, inc- we were encouraging with each other. Like uh, I, I remember, before every game, they'll name the team, and then whoever wasn't playing will go up to the other guy. You know, I'll go up to Nate and go, "Man, have a good one, man. Let's, mm. let's do this." And then, you know, if I was playing the next day, he will do the same for me. Um, so that was pretty cool moments with him uh, for that week. And then, you know, get to the quarterfinal, um, he gets the nudge. Um, and, and, and probably right, right, rightfully so, because you know he, he played a couple of bigger games during the week than than I did. Um, and thank God he played, man, because he played outstanding in that final. <laughs> so you know, a couple of those players are like, "Ooh, nice." Yeah. Um, and he hit. Um, so, um, but just sitting back and watching watching the guys perform at that Worlds is, um, you know, I I don't think I'll ever see anything like that. Uh, um, that that series and it just clicked, and we would just lose one game, you know. And I know I know they've been at Will Series when they haven't lost the game, mm. um, and, you know. And everyone's gonna have they're gonna have their own moments about that. But for me in particular, I, that you know we were scoring five plus runs at a Will Series every game. Um, I, I thought that was a pretty, that was pretty cool to watch, and I was pretty happy to be part of that part of that crew. Yeah, something I won't forget. Very cool, mate. Very cool. And of course, uh, part of that history making three peak for New Zealand, uh, securing that uh, there with that win in Christchurch. And um, and I've, I've said it a few times, man. I remember it because I, I went to the tournament, but uh, the Rugby Sevens was on at the same time that the finals weekend. And that was back in the day when the Sevens would sell out like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't yeah. empty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the softball finals that weekend had a higher TV rating than the Rugby Sevens. Did. That's how big it was as a spectacle in New Zealand. And it was pretty pretty amazing to watch. And I can only imagine what it was like to be part of. Must have been because of your haka you did after the final top. That's why I got so good ratings, mate. Yeah. No, um, no. The centre field there. Must have been because the bard ran out of beer, <laughs> I reckon. Nah. nah, it was pretty special, bro. I, I, I enjoyed it, and it was a treat for me. Um, and, uh, and and always, will we, bro? I got a trophy at home. It reminds me about it every time I see it, which is, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, bro, congratulations to you. And especially, as you just said, man, you never gave up. And of course, you've got a lovely wahine to help you remind you about that, but you never gave up, man. You know, and you yeah. deserve it, cuz. Oh, thank you. She must have been helping with the BP leading up to that. <laughs> no, I, I had someone else because <laughs> she was, she's shocking BP, man. I, and I tell her every day that she can't throw BP to me. It's terrible. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> there must be a story there. Well, yeah, so. 2006, she's, she's made the wheels. Clara's made the World Series team in 2006 to yep. go to China, Beijing, and yep. I'm on a um, I to go uh, North American tour. Um, so we're we're training each other, and, and it like it's really cool having a, a wife on the same page with, with sport. Um, Russell becomes you know comes a hard work trying yeah. to balance that and and <laughs> and all that, and so, was, so we train train with each other and. Um, 
So I'm throwing her BP for two months, um, you know, every second day. And she's getting a whole heap of strikes, man. I'm like, oh, I'm a pretty good BP throw. And, and she's like humming and smashing it. And, you know, wiffle balls, real balls, anything I can, tennis balls, she's getting, getting it all. And then it's her turn to throw to me. Yeah. And I've seen over two months, I've seen two strikes <laughs> over two months. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting any BP at all. Um, and... I'm not feeling very confident in the batter's box when I get to tour. And, and so I get over there and I stink it up. I'm terrible in the batter's box. Like, yeah, it might have been like three for 15 or something. I'm, I'm over, like I'm terrible. And she she gets to a World Series and hits over 600 and goes <laughs> three for four against the States and just the MVP of the tour, I think. And, and she doesn't thank me at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she has her, you know, her MVP award or whatever. She doesn't say thanks to her husband for throwing BP for two months. So, um, so no, Clara doesn't throw BP <laughs> to me. I get someone else to help me there because she's, she's. Then we set that up. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, well, talking about uh, hitting. She's Kat. a hitter, not a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I, I got in my hot little hands here. Roman Gabriel's lifetime stats for the Black Sox. Want to hear it? <laughs> be, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can clarify this for me because I've got here, and I'm not too sure if it's total test or total games. I got 99 games. Yeah, there'll be games, top. Um, 99 I games. Could awesome. you not play one more game? Yeah. <laughs> That's the selectors. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get the hundred. I um, I don't think it was that high. I I got my fiftieth. I got my fiftieth test in um Saskatoon in two thousand and nine. Oh yeah. Um, so that's diff. Yeah, and I finished in. So that must be games. Man. I, yeah, yeah. I think back when they started doing that um, back in my day, um, they hadn't been doing the test matches and, gotcha. and stuff. So I think the uh, stats are a little bit thrown out, and but I'll take ninety nine. Yeah, I'll take that any day. Ninety nine games for New, for New Zealand. We got uh, he scored fifty one runs of two hundred and five played appearances, uh, eighteen walks, eleven sacrifice. Or let's say twelve sacrifice hits or flies. You've been only hit by pitch twice. How's that possible? Because. <laughs> I'm always probably the number nine hitter. I don't want to hit number nine hitter. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. 47 hits, guys. Six doubles, three triples. 27 RBIs, only 31 strikers. But have a listen to this. Career batting average for the Black Sox of 272. That's pretty decent, my friend. Oh, that's a bit higher than I thought. That's all right. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. That's why I bought the back. <laughs> yeah. Well it's all good. Well done. Bringing mate. out the stats goes either way. Eh? Especially, <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> when you bring it out over 100 games, mate, or 99 games. You know, that's a long time in the socks. Um, and that's, you know, something to be very, very proud of. Well yeah, done. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm, a right, I'm a good hitter. I, I think I'm a good hitter, but, um, you know, to, for the caliber of the, the socks team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't up there with the with, with those guys um, hitting wise, um, softball wise. I, I can foot it with with all of them, um, but uh, hitting wise, man, they, they, those guys are amazing, man. I 
yeah, still blows my mind watching them, you know. Um, but, you know, I played my part yeah, um, in that team. I, I think, you know, I knew my role and, 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 and that was for me the, what I needed to do. Um, you know, I'll do anything for that team. If, if I need to get hit by a pitch, then I'll get hit by a pitch. Um, Just twice, you know, Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. probably scored a run. Probably load of bases. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We know. Enough. We know you have a hailstorm bat as well. Have you ever used that? Oh yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Franklin Hailstorm. Uh, no, well done, Cos. Well done on an amazing career. And, and just while we're at it, thank you to Le- Leothart for uh, continuing to give us those stats around the socks. It's really great to be privileged to get the inside look at those things. So. The official uh, st- statistician for the Beyond, Beyond the, the Dugout, Dugout podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is indeed. Yeah, that's nice. Because um, let's talk past the socks now uh, and um, your beginning of coaching. Uh, and your passion for that. We know you're the obviously the head coach of the um, Sky Sport White Sox now, but you know when did you feel the need to give or teach? Yeah, probably. Um, it probably started early. Like I made the Auckland under 19s in um, the 92, 93. Um, yeah, and then I made the juniors um, out of the blue. Actually, I made that. Juniors New Zealand team, um, and then the very next year after that, Brett McKenzie asked me to be assistant coach for the under Auckland under nineteen team. Oh yeah, wow. um, yeah, yeah. So I had just finished um, playing for that Auckland team, and then he asked me to be coach. So I kind of, I guess from there, they kind of um, gave me a hint that you know maybe maybe I add value in the coaching side if he's asking me. You know, straight, pretty much to play a coach, really. Mm. Um, you know, to take guys who are pretty much my age. Um, so I kind of felt, well, maybe you know, coaching is going to happen um, eventually. Um, my dad, my dad, in my eyes, was a really, really um, good coach, and I think he um, uh, rubbed off on me. Um, he was different. He was a different kind of coach um, with rugby and and um, uh, and softball. He did things differently. He, he fought outside the square. Um, he was uh, expert at all sports. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I remember one. My mum was a really good netball player, and and my dad thought he knew more than her in netball. And when we were kids, I remember watching test netball test matches, and he's he's moving the couches out of the way and putting the chairs in a certain spot. To do telling mum this is where the defense should play and this is the goal defense and this is the goal attack and then the girls should roll like this. So um, he had a really different mind yeah. about sport and and mm. I think um, me as a kid I just sat back and listened because I wanted to stay up late and watch test matches or yeah. you know what's what's the league. He was talking to himself in the league and the <laughs> rugby. Um, so I I think I I knew. If I listen to him, then I probably end up being a coach because Dad coached. Um, uh, he was he was he was a really good coach. Um, you know, he won he won a few three championships in a row for reserves for Maris back in the heyday. When, well, in my mind, reserves were just as good as Premier League yeah. back then. They're yeah. really really hard, um, especially up um, you know up in Auckland. So, um, I think that's where it came from. Um, me wanting to coach. Um, when I left school, I went to um, teach a college for a year and a half. 
um, and uh, studying PE. And then um, there was a section for softball in, in our in our course, and they asked me to run it. I was a student. Oh, they asked me to do the yeah do the softball course. Um, so I had to run that um, and teach these guys softball as part of the um, curriculum for the to become mm-hmm. a PE teacher. Yeah. So I guess that helped. Um, you know, kind of another area that kind of said, "Oh, you're going to coach." Um, yeah, but then I, I didn't end up, end up teaching because I, I ended up being sick. Um, and I was in hospital for two months and on a drip for three and a half months, and they wouldn't let me defer my studies. So um, I went, finished that and worked, and then money comes in and you don't go back to study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I, yeah, I think coaching and teaching has always been been there for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think uh, I try to. Like I said, I you know went to Australia to stop, and that didn't happen. Um, you know, it's, it's in my blood, and that's where I'm happy. It's my happy place. So um, I don't know if the wife and the kids like it too much because I'm always away and always at the ballpark. But um, we, we're working on that. We've got a good balance going at the moment nice. um, in regards to that. And I think that's really important. Mm. Um, there's a few years there that it, it overtook. Um, my life, and, yeah. and you, you gotta you gotta cut that out because mm. you'll you'll lose too much. Um, in the end, it's just a game; it's just a sport. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it started to overtake stuff that was maybe a little bit more important. So, um, another fix I've found that, and I've I've used that with the balance of um, actually coaching. Like, you know, some some of the athletes you coach don't quite have the passion um, that you have, and you gotta you gotta learn to. You know, coach in a style that, that suits them to get the best out of them. Um, other other ones have, you know, full on passion, and you can go for it and do whatever you want with, with those kind of athletes. So it's always always learning, eh? As a coach, always learning, um, learning off everyone, learning off players, learning off um, parents. Um, yeah, learn off other obviously off other coaches, other teams, other countries. Um, so that's why I like I, I just like learning. Um, you know, so I guess. Coaching is a good spot for me. Nice, nice. Guys, you got to go to uh, two World Cups as an assistant coach, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the one in Beijing just before the Olympics in 06. But you then also got to go to the danger zone. Wasn't it the one in Venezuela? <laughs> Venezuela, well? wow. Yeah. yeah, that was... Um, yeah, so I went with, there with Dino, and um, that's a, that was an eye-opener as well. Eh? Wow. Um, I think the president of Venezuela, what's his name? Chavez. Yes. His niece played for Venezuela and he's president of Venezuelan softball. Yeah. So he was at all the games and they had um, the whole army around the stadium. There's like over 100 armed soldiers at every game. Yeah. And it's just, wow, intimidating, yeah. like crazy. And now our... Um, our, we every team got given um, an interpreter, uh, personal bodyguard, and four armed motorbike army guys who followed the bus around, like two in the front, two in the back, wherever you went. Okay. It was yeah, yeah. I um I'll tell you a quick story. I, yeah. I um <laughs> we, being New Zealanders, we don't have you know we we have have fifteen wiffle balls. For the for the tour and you know the ball up they're all broken so yeah. um, 
we had to go buy some new wiffle balls. And I said to the interpreter, I said, oh, I need to go to the sports shop. Can someone take me? They were, yeah, yeah. Meet, meet us down the lobby, five o'clock. So that's cool. So I go down the lobby and I got the four armed guys. <laughs> guys, yep. And they put me in the, it's a 30 seater bus. They put me in the 30 seater bus with a personal bodyguard, the um, interpreter, and these four motorbikes with machine guns on their backs. <laughs> wow. And they take me to the, um, uh, to the mall and we park up right out the front of the mall and they say wait here and then they go and they come back 20 minutes later and go yep sweet all clear let's go <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what's going on here so two motor uh, two guys walking in front of me with machine gun I'm in the middle with the interpreter personal bodyguard and two guys behind me with machine guns walking me through this mall yeah. and I'm like in shorts and Sandals and a singlet, <laughs> and um, everyone's staring at me, going, "Who's this guy? Who's yeah. this guy?" Like I'm a president of something, yeah. yeah. And I go to sports ball, and I go, "I was so nervous." I go, "Can I have six football balls, please?" <laughs> <laughs> they went, "Why have you got all these cops and guns buying wiffle balls?" But yeah, that was um, how scary it was there. They. Um, they did. They looked after us and made sure we were safe. But it was pretty daunting to yeah. have guns around you every day, oh, man. It's yeah. uh, we we yeah. att- we attempted to save them on the way back to the hotel. Can we just stop at the pub for a little? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I asked for. I asked Lana, uh, Lynn, Lynn asked me to get some bananas. <laughs> I don't want to go to the grocery store with machine guns again. <laughs> so I just said, "Can one of the motorbikes?" takes my $20 and go get the bananas on his own, please. They <laughs> went, yep, sweet. So he, he drove off and got, got me some bananas. But wow. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think I'll go to the pub in Venezuela. Uh, top man. Yeah. It was our opener, man. Yeah. 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 Definitely sounds like it, my friend. Definitely yeah. sounds like it. Um, but that's, you know, that's where our sport takes you to go, go to a Countries you'll never think of go, yeah. going to, eh? It's amazing. Hard out, hard out. Botswana, I went to Botswana. I didn't think I'd go to Botswana. Damn. Amazing. Very, lucky man. Very cool. Lucky. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, dude, just your coaching philosophy, the teams that I've seen you involved with, um, it's not unknown to see them, one, perform well, but two, to enjoy themselves in and around the game. Is that important to you? Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I kind of, I've, I've kind of, div- I think I've changed. Um, you know, I grew up in an era where the coaches were hard. I mean, they're like hard, and um, I don't know if all the time that worked for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I um, I probably didn't perform my best in that environment. Um, some guys it worked for, some guys it didn't. Um, and I don't know. I learned a lot. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot from from that style, but I don't know if it worked. I don't know if it got the best out of me. Um, so um, you know, and then I went to some other teams where we we're a little bit more lax and a um, um, little bit, you know, not so about not so much about the Ws, just about playing good ball, and, mm. and that kind of resonated with me. Um, that kind of kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I I, I find. Um, Man, I mean, our players, when they pay $200, $250 to play, you know, play our game. And um, if you're going to pay that much, you got to have some fun doing it. Yeah. You know, like for me, if you're going to, like, 
you could go out on the night and have $250 and you'll have fun, you know? So, um, for me, you got to have fun doing this game. And, and if, if you don't, then you probably shouldn't be playing. Um, and if, if, if me as a coach, if I can't give you that environment, then I need to change, um, the way I do things. Um, you know, um, I get did, but there's sometimes when I'm, you know, I gotta put the put the hammer down and, and let them know, yep. you know, you're having. There's a difference between fun and mucking around. Yeah. There's, there's a big difference. Um, and sometimes, you know, as an athlete, they don't they don't see it. They think it's just the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a coach, you you can see the difference. So yep. when you turn up, so I'll, I'll you know I'll rip I'll rip in every now and then. But um, I'm I'm big believe make a make a good fun. Um, safe environment and then hopefully I'll get the best out of the athlete um, you know and if I don't well at least they're going to have fun doing it <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know <laughs> uh, well talking about that man you have a mission on your radar at the moment obviously uh, with what we just got to see in Tokyo uh, the spectacle of softball being back in the Olympics and the potential of that to happen in eight years' time in Los Angeles again, and I say potential because it's not guaranteed yet, uh, or it's less than eight, of course, because we had COVID, that's right. Um, yeah. But, but dude, how, how do you build that pathway to get New Zealand, if it's the top six or whatever it's got to be, to qualify for the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was our, our mantra was, you know, to – to get to the 228 um but in all honesty um we've probably lost two years with covid mm. um you know we haven't been able to do anything um so i that's going to be a tough tough ask um we're going to give it a crack but it's going to be tough i think realistically now um in the environment that we're in is, is probably the 232 olympics right. um that's going to be in brisbane mm-hmm. um is probably more realistic goal, but and and saying and probably answering your question um, about how we're going to do it, I think we really need to work hard and um, push, um, you know, all our all our resources, all our funding on 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 the development socks and the junior program. Um, you know, they, these these girls that are born two thousand and four onwards are the ones that are going to be around in two thirty two. Yeah. Um, but you know they're not necessarily ready now in the, in the squad. That that that's too young. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need we need the girls that have been around. We've got a you know a couple of experienced girls in our squad at the moment, um, and we've asked them to come on this journey with us to try and get us to two twenty eight because yeah, nice. we need we need their leadership. We yep. need their experience to get us there. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not, you know they'll. They're getting now. Hopefully, they don't mind me saying, but they're getting you know a, a little bit older, and they might. It's a long way to two twenty eight to two thirty two. Mm. They might not be around to enjoy it, but they. I need them now to help me get these young ones there. So you know, like, you know, like, you know, being a, being a role model, being a leader. Um. So these 14, 15, 16 year old girls see what it's what you're supposed to be like as a as an athlete. Yeah. Um. You know do. I see older ones that do some hard yards for me and, and our management team um, so that the 14, 15-year-olds now um, will be, you know, world-class come 232. So it's, it's, for me, it's probably really hard on the on the, the older group in our squad. Yeah. To, you know, like they're going to bust their ass off, you know, to the next worlds, which I guess two, 
24, mm. um, bust their off for that. And then, you know, um, maybe have to step aside for the young ones to come through after that. So, you know, I don't know what, the, but I've been quite open with them. This is the journey. Um, and, and a lot of them are like willing to do it. And, and I, and I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah. That's awesome, bro. Uh, to be fair, though, as you know, there are a lot of milestones along the way. As you mentioned, World Cups. It could be tours. It could be uh, the uh, Asia-Pacific Cup in, in Sydney or uh, these, you know, Sopo New Zealand's been running these uh, quad series or tri-series hosted in New Zealand for the White Sox. Um, you know, there are lots of opportunities to shine on that international stage that they can be a big part of. Oh, for sure. For sure, chop, and that, and that's why that's that stuff's important to me that, that they, they need to be involved still. And um, yeah. we're not ready; our young ones aren't ready um, to do this on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need, I need, we need the the squad we have. You know, um, we've got a pretty good balance. I, nice. I, I did the numbers the other day. You know, we got um, you know, a squad of thirty five. I think twenty nine percent of our squads between sixteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, forty-three percent is between twenty-one and twenty-five, um, and then you get uh, after twenty-five. I think it's twenty-five to thirty is seventeen percent of mm-hmm. the squad, mm. and then uh, only eleven percent thirty plus. Right. So, um, I think right now our squad's a good balance. Yeah. Um, um, but we really need to, you know, we'll carry the squad on, you know, for the next couple of years, um. We've got a couple of young ones in, in our squad, but I think we need to maybe shift the focus a little bit and, and really hone in on the development socks and the junior programs. Keep them down there. Um, don't you know? Don't bring them up to the white socks, but keep them down there and, and maybe invest a bit more in those two programs. Nice. Um, and let the white socks you know, do its thing, and then we will reap the benefits of those two programs. You know, they come up and, and they've done the mental schools training. Um, in those lower groups so we don't have to do it in the White Sox. We just turn up, train, play, yeah. you, know, um, you know, do all the groundwork down there. I've, I think that's where we need to shift. Um, but that's going to be hard. That's a hard thing to do. Um, I think myself and um, uh, uh, Anthony Stringer and Kitty, we, we need to get tighter too. We need to, you know, be on the same page. Um, and we're working on that. We, we have our com- convos and, and, and we're trying to get there, but, you know, we're, we're volunteers too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's time. Yeah. You know, and um, that's the hardest thing. We're trying to be a professional team in an amateur environment. Um, you know, all of us work, all our athletes work, um, all our athletes go to school. Um, that that aren't like colleges. You know, they yeah. just just strictly school. Um, so it's it's really hard. We're trying to be Olympians without. Without the budget, basically, so it's 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 a hard environment. But you know, we're working. You know, we're calling in favors, calling on our friends to come and, you know, help do the strength and conditioning with Kevin Sheehy. That's yep. all volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Cedar Hunkin there working hard on the um, mental skills stuff for free. Um, you know, with with the White Sox, but you know, I like to see that pushed down to the junior program and the um, and the development Sox program. But again. You know, who's going to pay her for her time? She's got to go to work. Um, you know, so um, there's a lot to do. Um, but, you know, we're Kiwis. We, we'll find a way. We'll find a way to, to get it all done. Um, nice. 
but yeah, I'm pretty passionate. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about growing our, 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 our team and getting us to the, you know, I might not be around come 228, 230, but, you know, at least I'll, I'll, I'll start it and yeah. then we'll see where Softball New Zealand lets me take it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they decide, you know, after the next World Cup that um, uh, they need a fresh face, then so be it. But at least, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to start it here and see where we can get to. So, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ro, I remember um, interviewing you not long after you you took over the White Sox um, mid uh, what July uh, twenty nineteen, I think it was. 20, and yeah. then and then yeah, in twenty and and yeah, let's be honest, the world shit itself. So um, yeah. you've had to adjust, mate, and you've had to adjust into an, at an international standard um, during a time where you can't. Take, you you had some great trips planned last year before some tournaments and, and that all goes by the wayside. So how have you adjusted with um I don't know introducing the Zoom life the yeah. the what you know training training from a, people from afar and and not and you know you've you've mentioned a lot of young young women there that it's uh, um, unless you're actually in things at the moment it's pretty hard to keep focus if you will. Yeah, it's it's been hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's been hard, and and even for the management staff, it's been hard. You know, we 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 were excited about doing stuff. You know, going to the APC again last year, and or yeah, this year two twenty one, and doing it again next year, and um, maybe even getting Australia over here. Um, yeah, um, that was you know Australia were massive. They they were keen to come over here to, for their build up for the Olympics. Mm. Um, you know, so um, it's really I don't know. It's just it's um, it's tough for the for the for the girls um, because you know you can do so many zooms, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, and you know you can send out so much uh, information about how how to train um, back home. You know, uh, sorry, uh, body weight stuff because mm-hmm. they can't get to the gym. Um, but you know, eventually the motivation is gonna gonna drop a little bit. Um, you know, so I, I take my hat off to girls. Like we've had no moaning, um, you know, from within our squad. They're all pushing. Um, we're, we've got a couple of apps um, that we can send messages on, and they're, they're pushing each other, encouraging each other, um, telling them what, you know, telling each other what, what um, they did at the gym or how much runs they've been doing. So they push each other along that way. Um, and I find that's really important. We've, we've clocked in there a few times on the Zoom just to say hello. Um, you know, we've had a, a couple of Kahoot sessions. Um, you know, I've thrown up some questions on Kahoot about the White Sox and learning their history and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some game strategy stuff, um, you know, situational stuff on Kahoot just to freshen it up. And um, and that's all you guys keep trying to do is just trying to freshen it up how you can in this environment. And But I understand it's pretty hard and, and um, you get pretty down. You know, like I was down when, you know, Papua um, New Zealand had to uh, postpone our um, quad series in yeah. October because I was I was pumped. We had a few few um, new girls in the in the squad that we pulled into because of the college girls um, uh, were not available. So we you know bring some new blood through, mm. and I was excited to actually work with them and and see them perform. Um, in this environment, and then you know we've got to wait a couple of months, but that's all it is. You know we've got to yeah. wait a couple of months. Yeah. Um, you know it's not the end of the world or, or anything like that. And hopefully the girls have have that attitude. Like, okay, cool. It's two more months. I can get ready. I can mm. get really, really ready now. Because in reality, the all, especially the Auckland girls, they would have turned up and that would have been their first game of right. ball, and it's against 
good quality um, competition. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the Hutt Valley and Canterbury girls would have been playing for for three weeks, um, but the Auckland girls would have been behind the eight ball a little bit. The international team is probably made up mostly of Auckland girls too, so they would have been behind the eight ball, and we mm. don't want that. We want them be humming so we, you know, get some good games against them. So, um, so in reality, it's probably probably a good thing. We we get two months to get ready, and um, hopefully we can put on some put on a show come um, January, end of January. Nice, nice, nice. There you go. Just we'll ask we'll be there. No, I was going to ask you the question. Yeah, yeah. Are we I thought you were going to ask about it being in the end of January. So uh, we we ha- we do hear that potentially maybe the end of January. <laughs> yeah, I, I think though the, um, they're looking at the softball calendar and. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm speaking out of tune, but it'll, it'll probably be um, uh, Auckland anniversary weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but in, in Palmerston North again. Yeah, well, so, we're really looking forward to that uh, that that announcement, which just got made official just now. Just saying, uh, but no, <laughs> thanks, Ray. <laughs> um, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Another exclusive. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Talking about exclusive. Uh, Who's going to marry Gretchen Oldcoin and Logan Morlin? <laughs> I'm working on that. Okay, I know you <laughs> <Nah>. would be. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, nice, wow. wouldn't it? Dude, they haven't left this country for like four years. They're mostly well Kiwis. I don't know if we're going to let Gretchen leave Wellington. Just, just letting you know. There you go. Well, we'll yeah, they've been good value for our for our game. Um, and 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 Alex um, Bloom there up in yeah. up in Auckland. Um, the three of them up. You know, we've had a few. Um, I mean, I don't know all the um, foreigners and, and um, that come that come into the country, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they all add value. But um, you know, being up in Auckland and, and, and playing playing against those those three in particular, um, they've I've, I've seen how um, how good they've been for 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 the game, and and, and they're just, they're actually um, really nice people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're actually just good good people, and um, yeah. So it's it's a it's, uh, uh, we're pretty lucky to have them in here, and you know, obviously, um, they were going to be part of the international team to, you know, to to, to test us. Yeah. Um, um, you know, that's probably a no-brainer um, with that. So, um, yeah, so it'd be, it'd be nice to be able to marry them off and and and, and get kiwi and um, become kiwis. But Stephanie uh, <coughs> you know, Ferris, just yeah. <laughs> but you know. And, and saying that, you know, we still got. Uh, I've still got a lot of faith in, in the squad we have, yeah, and, and and if you know, with a bit of bit of hard work and and a little bit of time up our sleeve, um, you know, some some of our uh, athletes, you, we can we can be, like, we can be really good. Like, yeah. I I really truly believe that. Um, and but you know, those, those guys are uh, are pretty classy too. So you know, you wouldn't say no. <laughs> Definitely not. But, but as you were saying, man, they are able to give back to our sport while they're here. I know I've seen uh, Alex Bloom and uh, Logan coaching different coaching, age groups yeah. for Auckland uh, over the last few years, and Gretchen involved uh, not only in her role with Wellington Softball now, mm. but of course in your national uh, battery program, uh, yeah. and you know using their resources to help upskill uh, the ball players here. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really we're really really fortunate, and um, and they're willing to do it, you know. Like I just to see that you know, there's yep, I'll put my hand up, I'll come help, and you know, they do a few clinics up in um Auckland as well, and it's really good that Gretchen's down in Wellington. We um, 
there's no pitching down there. Um, mm. You know, if you look at our squad, we don't have a have a Wellington or Hutt Valley pitcher um, in our squad, which is, you know, my in my mind, it's really really sad. Mm. Like I, mm. you know, I, it's it's um it's something that you know they used to be the really really strong down there um, in the in the pitching um, category. So it's um, good that she's down there, and I'm sure you know in a couple of years' time there'll be someone coming out of Hutt Valley that. Puts their name up for the fern, so um, could be good. Bella Coxon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, looking forward to that, uh, Romy. I mean, uh, it's exciting times. I hear you talking about the White Sox, and and I love the way you talk about um, your passion for the uh, the juniors and the developing Sox, and how important that is for the longevity and the successfulness of making 28 or 32, whichever Olympics it's going to be, but actually understanding that and willing to be involved with it, um, you know, speaks volumes in my mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do there. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, you can have all this stuff in your head, but as long as you got to get out and action it and, um, you know, we'll, we'll work with Softball New Zealand on, 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 on making that a little bit uh, better, but, you know, it's time. It's this time, and um, you know, and we just hope that people can be patient with us and, and trying to see our vision, you know, and with those socks, and um, you know, I, I want to be able to get down there and look, like, have it, like you know, we sh- as us as our white socks manager, we should be going to the development socks camps, yeah, um, you know, and just sitting there and and and, and looking and, and making sure they're on the same path as us and. Get, getting ideas of, of those coaches down there and, and what they're doing with, with their group. And then they'll, you know, obviously hopefully getting something out of from us and same with Kitty's group, you know, we should be at those camps, but you know, it's, um, costs, it's costs money. And, and, you know, um, unfortunately that that's the, that's the, the demon of our sport is that, you know, you would wish it would, it didn't matter about the money, but it, it, it does. Cause you, you know, you got to travel, you got to, um, got expenses, you, you know, uh, to hotels and everything. It, 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 you just can't just rock up and, you know, I can't spend my own personal money on it because my kids need nappies and food, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, oh, oh. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, so it's, it's not that easy um, to make it quite cohesive. It's mm-hmm. not it's not that easy. So, um, you know, sometimes they, they get left on their own, lonesome, but purely because we just can't get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I would... I would love to be there every camp and I'd love them to come to all our camps, you know, so, so we, we are working together and, and the, we're on the same page and, um, you know, so the kids don't get confused. One year they get one different idea and then the, they, for the development socks and then they get to the juniors and it's different again, you know, it's two different again and then get to the white socks. It's different again. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I, Every coach will have its own ideas, and I get that. But the the path and the the goal should be the same, um, you know, at this at this level. So um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Romy, um, and you kind of brought up something I wanted to bring up uh, as well. I know from going to these international events now, the amount of funding that goes into those national programs that you're competing against, Chinese Taipei, fully funded. Uh, yep. Throughout the whole year now, um, so they don't even work those athletes. They are paid to be softballers, um, and they didn't even make the Olympics, as I just said before. 
Australia now pumping in so much money uh, over the last, especially last four years, uh, to get them where they they are now as a true top six nation in the world, um, not just a, not just a lucky top six nation in the world. Uh, Italy, with the money they pumped into their program, the Netherlands, the money they pumped in, of course. You know, when you talk about Japan and the United States, the money is off the hook when they're pumping into yep. those programs. Dude, if you had five minutes with the powers of be, whether that's Sport New Zealand or the local government or national government or whatever the case is, how would you sell the sport, women's softball, realistic chance of getting to the Olympics and meddling if you're funded? Oof, big question. Well, I think Olympic sell itself, chop. Mm. You know, like a, that's. I mean, if you look at all those countries, that's why they get the funding because it's Olympic sport. Yeah. Um. So, um. You, you just. I mean, that's that's the ultimate for me is to go to Olympics. Like any, you just go Olympic. I'll go play tiddlywinks at Olympics if you could. Um, <laughs> but you know, so to sell it, I mean. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how I would, if I had five minutes with the Prime Minister, how I would um, get the money out of her. I, you know, like, she needs to come to the ballpark and see the games. Um, you know, that our sport has, we have to sell it ourselves, you know, and it starts with, you know, I mean, we're doing a good job with the promotion for you guys, um, Sky TV, jumping on board as well. Um, this, all that stuff helps. I, yeah. I think it helps. But our athletes also have to, understand that every time they're on TV um, it, you're advertising our game yeah you know and and that's where we sell it um, to become you know obviously to become an Olympia and qualify you need some hard work so we need the money to have you know three months camps yeah. come out of work and you train every day for three months and then we go to qualify and then we win and then we go to Olympics yeah. um, but before that the people who are giving the money has to see our sport at its best Gee. all the time, yeah. every single time. Um, so, you know, the F45s helps massively, but we've got to be good. You know, we've got to play good, we've got to play smart, um, and we've got to look good. Mm. Um, and then and we go to club nationals and you play the finals. Um, you got to play good. you got to look good and play good. Um, every time you step out, because someone out there might be watching and might be a sponsor that goes, here you go. Yeah. Um, so it's really our athletes got to buy into it. Um, and I guess that's what will happen on with our, you know, 35 um, ladies squad is that um, you're, you're it. You're the ones that are going to sell us um, and get us there. So work hard, look good, play good, um, put yourself out there. Let's get the, let's try and get some sponsors. Um, keep Sky on. They've been really, really awesome. Keep them on, but they're only going to stay on if we play good. Mm. Um play good ball and it's exciting to watch and you know you guys do a good job of, of promoting it through, through the through the microphone um, when when the games are playing um, but we've got to give you something to talk about too you know so you know it's really it's really on the athletes they got they got to play some good ball man um, so that's why I, I, I don't know I think we as a whole community we sell it um, to, to get the to get the help and the thing but we're not the only sport you know, we're not the only minority sport in the country. Um, we're all trying hard to get this uh, some funding out of, you know, Sport New Zealand or, or where, um, high performance, wherever it comes from. 
um, all us minority sports, and we're all trying to do the same thing. <laughs> um, so they can't give it to all of us. So, um, you know, I, I just think, yeah, we just need to, everyone needs to take ownership for this, not not just the squad or, um, you know, every, everybody in softball has to help us um, achieve this. Absolutely. That is very, very cool, man. You did right. I think you hit the nail right on the head there, my friend. Everyone's got to work together to sell this, mate. Uh, I know from a softball point of view, um, around like the global game is massive, uh, especially women's softball. It is simply massive. The numbers last year for the College World Series, a final series there was off the hook. Crazy. And you see that in the States with so competitive TV rights and the amount of money that the ESPN and them oh. have pumped into the College World Series program now is phenomenal, and um, and it's just a spin-off effect that we get to see it, and you can see it in other professional leagues starting around the world. You know, there's so many opportunities for the athletes, so many opportunities for coaches, um, and I think the, the other thing, man, for me, is Kiwis, we, we get shit done. We, we just mm. do, man. We're entrepreneurial. Mm. You see that in the Olympics, right? Look how many we outweigh our country yeah. per capita easily over other countries mm. all the time. And um, and for a sport like softball, they're so passionate. You can see the passion in yeah. Roman's eyes when he talks about this Absolutely. Um, yeah, give him a couple of bucks, man. You'd be amazed how far he'll push it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's a hard road. <laughs> what would be the ideal scenario, mate? Would it be the three months off? Would it be fully funded? Would it be, you know, a quick tour over North America or something? Like, what would be your dream scenario set up for the White Sox? Yeah, I, I think um, a good, no a COVID. good three months off. Yeah, COVID. A good, a good three months off, and then um, uh, touring. You, know, you gotta you gotta play games, you know. Yeah, like, absolutely. But I think, um, you know, it's probably similar to similar setup to the other um, New Zealand Sevens did, and, and a centralised. Um, see, they got centralised in, in Tauranga oh, there. Yep. Um, you know, they they got jobs set up there, and but they train. Um, mm. You know, some of them are working, some of them are, uh, are semi-professional, some of them are fully professional. Um, but a centralised, mm. um, you know, so. I really, I really like that um, women's sevens program and and how they've developed and 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 it's all about getting these athletes together every day, every day, um, and they're all on the same page. You'll get up, do the gym work, go for a run, do the school work, um, you know, study, do the mental side, do the theory side. Um, so I think for me, that's that's what my the pusher would be is probably similar to like a I guess the college the the one set up. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you live and breathe softball for, for three to six months. Um, you play some scrimmage games here, then you go on tour um, and, and you get to play against, you know, the, the big teams, uh, you know, um, uh, Italy's and the Mexicans and there's all those other teams that, um, you know, you, if you're going to compete up there, you should you should be able to, you know, have a good crack at them and beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and then give give yourself a shot against the Americans and Japan's um, yeah. after that. But I think just just to see where you're at, um, you play against you know all those other countries because um, you got to beat them to get to those two. I think yeah. um, you know, uh, and it will take a few years to get ready to you know to really knock over USA and Japan, and, and they're always going to be dominant. 
I, I think, um, where their programs are set up. Um, but yeah, I think a good three to six months um, full time will be that would be unreal, wouldn't it? That'll be that'll be awesome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Good salary for yourself as well, I'm sure. Like, so, uh, so if we could be. tick all the boxes, well, I, I would do it if they just you know look put a put a roof over my head and yeah, I, bet. Um, I bet you know. It, that's the thing is you got, you got to cover your 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 home life expenses yeah, and, and and unfortunately we're not quite there yet so no. um we got to, we ask a lot of our athletes to to try and have that mindset of being professional but not being a but you're not a professional so um and, you know we're pretty pretty thankful for them to to for, for you know trying their hardest to to be that for us so I just want to get on the Diamond Boys and, and see, you know, all, all this work we've been doing for a year and a half nice. off the Diamond um, to see whether it's, um, it's actually working. <laughs> Fair enough. How's my Zoom coaching? Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Roby, before I let you go, mate, um, just one more kind of question for you. Uh, as I mentioned, softball's played by approximately 65 million people in 140 countries around the world. That's how big it is. I remember I looked up the stat. I remember I had it down. Um, but it also is opportunities for coaches, being a national team coach, and even getting them to the Olympics where they start their ranking is right now. Looks pretty good on the resume, man. Ever thought of coaching overseas? Um, if I'm honest, no, I haven't. Um, job, um, I'm um. I'm actually useless, man. I'm 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 a homeboy. Eh? I'm, <laughs> I'm um I I like when we were moving to go to Australia. If I'm if I'm honest, and, um the the day before our flight, I told my wife I'm not going. <laughs> I can't, wow. I can't, yeah, so that didn't go down too well. Um, because I just I just can't leave home. You know, like um yeah, I I um I haven't. You know, always it was always that back of your head. Oh, you know, what if you know go do the college coaching and yep. you know be up there with the Travis Wilsons and the Mike Roberts and um, you know the Michael Whites. Mm-hmm. You know what a life they're living and and look and looks amazing and they look like they're enjoying it because they're always smiling. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, so I can't can't be can't be that hard if the you know. Um, but um, I just think I'm I'm home and 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 why not. Why not put my effort to the girls here, like yeah. to Kiwis, and and rather than go over there and and you know, um, you know, put all my effort into to. I mean, I, you know, when you when you're there, when you get in there, you it'll probably be the be all and end all. Um, but for me, it's you know, I'm I'm about about my girls here and and about these athletes here and. Um, I, and I can't leave my mum, man. I just, this is, I'm the mummy's boy, man. I can't leave my mum. <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, you put a smile on everyone's face, and I see a comment here from Blair Murphy Barty from Christchurch. Uh, great human being was able to change my mind on the perception <laughs> of Aucklanders. Dude, can I, I just take my hat off now because I don't know how that's possible to make people like Aucklanders, but you did it. Oh man, Barry, he's a, he's a, I love Barry, man. He's he's a he's good man. I um I actually, if, like I think if we go to camps and and when you turn up the camps, you know everyone's pretty pretty nervous and 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 um sometimes they you know we, we're all strutting our stuff to, you know, 
we're from Auckland, they're from yeah. the Wellington, Hub yeah. Valley, Canterbury, your straight your stuff. Um, but I kind of felt that, you know, like uh, I'm going to take this uh, opportunity to, to to meet and mingle. Like I, I get around a little, a little bit sociable. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, you know, I'm always with the Auckland boys, so then I will go and have a chat to the Canterbury boys, and and I think that's where that's come from. That you know, I wasn't afraid to leave my little clique, I guess, nice. um, to, to go and you know talk to the Wellington, Hutt Valley, and Canterbury and Hawke's Bay guys and um, wherever. So I've always been that kind of person to get around, and you know, I, I like being in the bed tent and meeting lots of people and learning the game in the bed tent, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's where Buddy's coming from. Is that I, you know, I probably, I probably only, I probably the only Aucklander that said a load of them. That's why you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, it's a big thing. <laughs> uh, that's important though, eh, Ro, to get out there and and network and meet other softballers, not just go and sit in your same uniform. Yeah, I, it's different, man. Because I, I grew up with Maris, man, and um, we got told you when you. When you walk to the park, you couldn't look at anybody. Um, and when you're in the dugout, if someone tries to talk to you from outside the dugout, you have to tell them to go away. Yeah. Like you couldn't, you couldn't talk to anyone. Um, afterwards, you couldn't go and have a beer with them. Um, but I think uh, towards the end of my career, that kind of changed um, a little bit. Um, and I, I felt well, you know, it's pretty important that I go and. Um, uh, you know, meet these people that I've been playing against for so long. Um, you know, a good example of that is the Brisbane Giants team. Yeah. Um, and I went over there and, and, and I just said to Clara, I said, oh, we, we need to find a, uh, a team just to socialise because, you know, we can't just hang out with your brothers and sisters because um, they're the only people we knew over there. Mm. Let's go find some friends of our own and socialise. So um, uh, Corey Matakakia um, got a hold of me said, come play for us. And um, I turned up to this Brisbane team and, and they were full of Kiwis, most of them from Levin, um, you know, Chris Putaka and all that. And bro, I, like me and Corey, um, like we hated each other. Like he's from PK, I'm from Marison. Man, we hated each other. Um, Sean Marino, Cardinals, we hated wow. each other. Um, Nathan Taikato from down in Canterbury, we hated each other. Yeah. Um, but when you get over there and you all of a sudden, oh, Bush, um, Dave yeah, yeah. Bush, yeah. Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. We we had we, we have a we seem to get over there and we start playing with each other. Oh, you guys are actually okay. You're not, <laughs> not the you're not the staunch um, dudes I thought you were. And they go, yeah, we hated you. <laughs> what, what did I do? Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know the sport's given me heaps of friendships and and uh, yep. and that that Brisbane Giants team man, that was a lifesaver for me um, over in Australia. Like it became my new family, um, and those, those guys were amazing. Um, they look after me and they end up playing masters together. Um, so you know that's that's one uh, softball family that I, I won't forget. That's not in New Zealand, but actually all Kiwis. We have, mm-hmm. I think we have one one or two Australians, and they try to talk like us and. <laughs> it's quite humorous, um, but yeah, you're right, Chopper man. Uh, you're right. Sorry, Damon. That I I think it's important that um, you know that we create some friends and and we, and we learn off each other after after ball. But in between the lines, I, I've always been a big believer. In between the lines, you you go hard. Oh, absolutely. Um, yep. You go hard out, and um, um, you know I think that's um, 
probably the way I, I play, you know, play pretty passionate on on the diamond. But afterwards, I'll be p- p- pretty passionate in the bed team with, with, <laughs> with everybody. So, you know, I like a, I like a little cold one um, every now and then. You know, enjoy life, man. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome. Um, I just got one well wish here coming from uh, Pitaruna and uh, your mate Dion Nuknuku saying, uh, <laughs> Thanks for the easy games of darts. My <laughs> <laughs> dart crew, yeah. Yeah, I fell in love with darts. My mum, my mum, and my sister, and my brother in law um, joined the dart club down the road here, bowl, uh, Punche Bowling Club. And I hadn't been playing because um, of softball, and I went down there one night, and man. And I remember from my child because I remember my grand my grandfather always had a dartboard, mm-hmm. um, and then went down to the club and and it kind of brought back memories of my grandfather playing and and stuff and uh, we'd all oh, we'll have a throw and you know you when you when you throw your first dart in this triple twenties oh okay then so end up playing and then I end up playing for that club you know I I stopped coaching for a little bit end up playing you know Saturday afternoons uh, darts. Um, then it got a bit serious. Um, my my good friend Ty Fowl used to come around Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and, and Mike Stonato, um for three months at my house. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, playing darts <laughs> every night. Um, so that was good fun. Um, yeah, and then you know we're getting put a jumps around here, and the Anoka boys, Ty Fowl and Dion, um, uh, Gibbo f- comes all the way from Howick sometimes. Um. Yeah, it's uh, that's as good, man. It's it keeps you honest. Um, and it, you know, you sit back and have a bit of a laugh with your mates. So, Fair uh, that that's in fishing. I guess are my therapy. I call yeah. it my therapy. So, nice. keeps you away from uh, keeps you out of trouble and keeps your mind uh, at ease. Yeah, pet yeah. Patty's into darts these days too. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's so too scared does, to come around. I've 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 invited him ten times. He don't want to come. He's too scared. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Let's just say the Sky Sports White Sox coaching staff wins that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should have a game. White Sox versus um, hard. the Black Sox. Black Sox. Like That's yep. right. I'm, I'm, Donny Donny's Donny's good at darts too. He comes. Dude, I know who can stream it. That's for sure. <laughs> and I know you can ground announce it. That's for sure. So, yeah. 180. Yeah, you'll yeah. be all over. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm yeah. In. yeah. Sounds good. Sounds oh, I have, good. I have heard Paddy's um, really good. I think he plays reps and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, he does those things where they play all those he's games probably never. day. He doesn't drink, though. And he does that. Like, what, how is that even legal? Yeah. And he probably doesn't have the banter that goes along at, at our games. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of talk on your oh, on your backswing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, too, bro. Well deserved. Well deserved. Oh, Roby, bro, you've been a uh, just a true gentleman, man, and a treat here um, tonight on Beyond the Dugout, bro. Uh, reminiscing, going through your career, uh, listening to your passion of the game. And also your determination to not give up, and the support structure around you to do that, and now and, and being rewarded with that uh, gold medal in two thousand and four, but also what you're doing now, cause giving that same support, uh, but to other people and a lot of other people, you know, it, it is something special to watch. I, I remember I, I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. I asked you earlier on, would you ever play for someone else? You're like, nah, I got my team. You've proved that as well. 
no, I've got my country and you're, you're laying everything on the line um, to, to help our country be one of the best in the world. So we thank you for it. No, thanks, Chop. Yeah, there was a moment there that I was going to coach Samoa. <laughs> um, but just coach, I'll, 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 I would probably never play. Um, you know, the Sox was, was too important to me um, to do that, even though I love Samoa and it's my heritage and um, I, would, I would do anything to help them. Um, but playing this is different. It's different. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate that and, and I appreciate being on here. Um, thanks for giving us a voice. Um, you know, Damon Chopper, you've given us a voice as softballers, as coaches. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty cool. So, I appreciate um, what you're doing for us. Appreciate you, mate. Appreciate you coming on. I'm still a fanboy of all this stuff. So, sitting here and listening to you, mate, <laughs> it's very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Roman Gabriel, the head socks of the Sky Sports White Sox team. Not only that, but 2004 World Championship. That's in his back pocket. He did it on home soil, and he earned every single minute of that world glory. He is the Jason Momoa <laughs> of New Zealand softball. <laughs> wow. Roman Gabriel, what a man. <laughs> Bring back, bring back your curls, man. Bring back your curls. Oh, I just wanted to be like Brad. <laughs> oh, too much. Mean cuz. Oh, sweet whiz. Yeah, you're not bad at all. Jason Mama. A little bit shorter though. But yeah. He's got the he's got the brows. He sure does, bro. But he's also got the personality to go to, man. Yeah. Roman Gabriel, bro, what a treat. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, no. Another one, as I said to the, at the start, would have loved to have uh, done in person, but um, yeah, no, that was very cool. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Knew it was going to be a goodie. Um, he's a good person, bro. And uh, um, yeah, really, really, as I said right at the beginning, man, looking forward to seeing what, he, what he's going to do with this program and what it looks like at the back end when he's finished with it. Because I know he'll hand it over in good stead, that's for sure. And it'll be only heading in one direction. And it's not just him, it's the people he's surrounded himself with. Mm. You know, that that set up and, and the people that they've roped in for different odd jobs here. Maybe they don't have a paycheck just yet, but hopefully yeah. we can sort that sooner than later. But, um, you know, that must be a testament to, to the person that he is to be in charge of that program and, and, and pull in these legends. Mm. Um, to, to, yeah, you've you got to have the set up and the rest will follow. And, we're on to a winner having that man in charge. When he does get that five seconds with Jacinda Ardern, <laughs> put his case forward, I think he should tap me on the shoulder and come and say it for him. Yeah. Oh, mate, we're all going to... If we're going to borrow big for money, yeah, it's either we're going to tap you or Tony Giles on the shoulder <laughs> to, to yeah. go and speak the, yeah, well, speak the speech. We'll definitely sort it out for you, my man. You keep on doing the good fight, my friend, not fight, but the good mission, and we'll support you 1,000 absolutely whether it's 2028 or 2032 we got you dude uh we had a great uh, theme around the olympics with quite a few international uh female stars mm. uh in our game um I, I thought next week dude let's get back to it yeah what do you reckon absolutely well we've got one of the arguably one of the best players in the country right now mm. uh um playing here an american uh, but who's been here for now three years. He's taken up a role here locally. Um, and that is Gretchen O'Coin. Yeah, it's about time Wellington softball had a good um, development officer. 
<laughs> that was my job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, no, she, she's great. She's um, and and it's awesome to have her on the O four. Um, my my club have uh, just had uh, a coaching clinic with her for about eighteen weeks over right. the winter, and they all absolutely rave about her. And um, I think she took a shine to them as well. So future future transfer um yeah no she's awesome and she's doing great things and i'm looking forward to having her on the couch for sure exactly uh one of the things i guess uh, for those who don't know much about gretchen o'coin she like i was saying she uh she's she's an american she's mm. come through the high school and college system um loves th- a bit of basketball loves basketball yeah without a doubt uh could have gone either way yeah um but uh then played professionally uh, in America, Italy, New Zealand. I mean, boy, she's ticked off a lot of buckets uh, along the way. And she's still got plenty to go, man. She's only 27, mate. Wow. Still got to get that residency or the marriage certificate. Yeah. Um, Is that like then, never ask a lady of their age or tell people their age? I bet. <laughs> I don't she know. put on her sheet. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, all good. All good. No, she, she'll be a treat. And I'm looking forward to. Uh, Having you, we are looking forward to having you all with us uh, next week for Gretchen O'Coin. Absolutely, I understand you got a birth in the family. Oh yeah, I got a new niece Zoe and Zoe Shepherd in in Auckland. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you, mate. Um, I already picture um, Bad Boys with Mike Larry and and yep. Martin at the, yeah. the front door. Like <laughs> that's me, mate. Yeah, I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Ever been with a man? <laughs> you want to? <laughs> Motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> oh, oh hell. <laughs> That's you, my man. That's you. Without a doubt. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was a Roman Gabriel, uh, episode 27. Thanks for joining us from wherever you are. Stay safe. Be kind. Look after each other. Go get vaccinated tomorrow. On behalf of Damien Collins, I'll make a chopper. Jason Gubis. Kakite. Anu. Love you all. Here's to another six months. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be on the dugout be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout.